to the Tuesday edition of Y'all Talk with an Accent on All Things Southern. John is my name, and we encourage you to sit back and enjoy the next couple of hours as we fill you in on what's going on across America's South. We have news, we have sports, we have gossip, we've got entertainment news, and a whole lot more. We even have our friend Jerry Short, the Takapola Storyteller, right back here to join us for another edition of today's y'all show if you want to get in touch with us we encourage that it's a lot a lot of fun for you to be a part of the show and it's it's darn easy to do that as well so what you got to do is simply pick up that phone and text us 24 hours a day seven days a week 615-208-4184 615-208-4184 that's how you can reach us you can drop us an email Mail, M-A-I-L, mail at Y-A-L-L dot com. That's something you can do 24 hours a day, too. So we make it darn easy for you here on today's Y'all Show. What's on this particular edition of Y'all? We will have, of course, the headlines of the day. We'll have a sports update as the NBA Finals actually are not being played today. It will be Wednesday when they get back up and going in South Florida for Game 3 and a series knotted up at one apiece. We have an update on college baseball. A few more teams punching their way into the Super Regionals. Congratulations to the Kentucky Wildcats. Congratulations to the TCU Horn Frogs. Those were two of the teams that actually pulled the lever and successfully got into the Super Regionals with wins on Monday. So I'll give you the entire Super Regional field of college baseball. Plus, we now know the two teams playing for the national championship in women's college softball. That is all set here to start this week in Oklahoma City. All that is part of our Southern Sports Update throughout today's Y'all Show. Then we have in this first hour the Southern Political Report. More names entering the Republican primary for president. Mike Pence has filed his paperwork. Chris Christie is expected to jump in this week. We also have a governor from North Dakota that's entering the race. I'll have a complete look at some of the Republican primary contestants in our Southern Political Report coming up on today's Y'all Show. Also on today's Y'all Show, as we look at some of the other political news, we'll We'll fill you in on some of the news going on across the Southland, including is Joe Manchin a dead man walking? The West Virginia, West Virginia senator has been called that by David Axelrod. We'll explain what that means. Plus, in Oklahoma, they have approved the nation's first public religious charter school. What does that mean? I will explain in our political headlines in this first hour of today's program. Also on today's Y'all Show, you want to make sure you stay tuned because we're going to have our Southern Book Report. We'll be telling you all about the bestsellers, plus a look at Ira Wallace. Ira is the author of the book, The Timber Press Guide to Vegetable Gardening in the Southeast. We've got some audio from Ira Wallace that we'll be sharing with you as part of our Southern Book Report. That plus entertainment headlines, Cuba Gooding Jr. is on trial right now. What's going on with the jerry mcguire actor will have that information plus arnold schwarzenegger news and michael j fox news those two guys not not only are they not southern they're, they're not even american 
but they're in the news. I'll explain in our entertainment headlines, plus some information from a country music star that we'll be passing along in our second hour as we get to those entertainment headlines. In our final hour, again, it will be the Taka Polo Storyteller back. As we said, we've got the now 16 teams headed off to the eight super regional sites across the country. That's for college baseball. And Jerry Short, who's covered college baseball a lot in his journalism career is going to be joining me to talk about college baseball and some of the history of of that sport all that as part of our takapola storyteller with jerry short in our final hour of this the y'all show so thank y'all so very much for joining me on this day this day june 6 this day a date that will never be forgotten in world history it is d-day june 6 and in Normandy today, the American Cemetery, there are thousands and thousands of people there. As we only have a handful of our great heroes of World War II left, we have even fewer of those men who stormed the beaches of Normandy still with us. But yes, we have, I know General Milley and General Austin, the Secretary of Defense, have been in Normandy today to pay tribute to the 79th anniversary of the assault that led to the liberation of France and Western Europe from Nazi control back during World War II. There have been flyovers of some World War II-era aircraft over the American cemetery in France today, and we just never want to forget the sacrifice of D-Day and what it meant. And oddly enough, as I can't help but draw a parallel between D-Day and the whole strategy behind where America would go and not just America, the Canadian and British forces too, where we would go at that time in 1944 on the coast of France because the traditional German thought that we would be going across at the Pas-de-Calais, which was the closest point between France and and England, but we, we fooled them. And we did that through trickery. George Patton and his troops had literally a fake army in southeast England that was used to fool the Nazis. And it was just a lot of planning. It took years of planning, but it paid off. And at the same time that we're celebrating the 79th anniversary of D-Day, the country of Ukraine is pulling off a similar trickery and diversion tactic and dams are being blown in that area of the world this very week, 79 years after D-Day. But never forget, never forget what we had to go through. We had no idea. Remember Dwight D. Eisenhower, the commander of the Allied troops in World War II there when D-Day happened. He had two letters written, one for a successful mission and one for a failure. And the release that that came out did not happen until there was confirmation that indeed America and its allies would be successful storming those beaches and getting a beachhead in effort to keep the fight going against Hitler and the Axis powers. Seventy-nine years ago, D-Day happened. Now, I was kind of thinking as I was talking World War II exactly how many Americans are still with us who fought in World War II. According to U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs statistics, only, and this is going back to last year, 
of the 16 million Americans who fought in World War II, we are now at 167,000 that are still with us. And that number has probably dipped down to more like 150 by now, at least 150. So 150 left out of 16 million. And let me pull out my old calculator and see if I can't figure figure what that percentage is real quick because I'm not smart enough to do it myself. 167, 167,000, I think I'm doing the math here, divided by 16 is 1%. Is that right? We have 1% of our World War II veterans left with us. That's probably about right. That is just um, that is just crazy. Of course, 16 million includes those who fought and died. I guess that number would include that. So we have 1% of our World War II heroes still with us. And that number is going down. Never forget D-Day, June 6, 1944. An update to a story that has been going on in the Atlanta area for a while, a, a, a deal that caused several, several violent protests and such in the streets of Atlanta. And I think at least one person has lost their life. But an update from Atlanta, a little bit surprising headline today. The City Council of Atlanta approved funding for the construction of a proposed police and firefighter training center. And that's the thing that, remember, people camped out in the woods in Atlanta protesting this thing. The mayor of Atlanta, Andre Dickens, helped make this thing happen. At 5 in the morning today, an 11-4 vote happened. That made the $80 million project, a large part of his first term in office, happen. This is going to be a police law enforcement training deal that I think Georgia state officials also will be training at in addition to Atlanta and there have been a there's been a stop cop city movement going on by protesters as they're trying to keep this thing from happening in in the city limits of Atlanta and uh, a, a guy got shot as a result of this a 26 year old man named Manuel Taran after he'd been camping out in the woods in the proposed project in not even in Fulton County. It's in DeKalb County right next to Atlanta. But it looks like this is going to go forward after months and months of discussion and protest and people just really causing a big scene in Atlanta. Council members in Atlanta agreeing to approve $31 million in public funds for this cop city construction. Maybe, maybe this will help make a difference in one of the largest cities in the country and certainly one of our top three, I guess it would be, top three cities in the South. A school board in Oklahoma has approved what's going to be the first taxpayer-funded religious school in America. The statewide virtual charter school board voting 3-2 to approve the application by the Catholic Archdiocese of Oklahoma to establish the St. Isidore of Seville Virtual Charter School, the public online charter school would be open to students across the state in kindergarten through grade tw- through grade 12. And again, it would be the first publicly funded religious school in America. 
the state's attorney general has already argued that this would be considered unconstitutional. I'm sure there will be lawsuits aplenty over this one. But yes, the Archdiocese of Oklahoma in a statement said the vision and purpose of the organization's section of the application that the Catholic school participates in the evangelizing evangelizing mission of the church and is the privileged environment in which Christian education is carried out. Good old virtual training, virtual school and learning. I think we've come a long way in the last uh, decade with that, but with COVID-19 and where most kids, no matter where you lived, had to do some form of online learning. I guess this is something that's here to stay, don't you think? And Oklahoma is challenging the the norm with trying to do some kind of virtual religious-based education. We'll keep you updated on that one. In Louisiana, how about this? A bill being proposed going to Governor John Bell Edwards for his approval as it's gone through the proper channels in Baton Rouge. The public would have to stay 25 feet away from police officers when given orders to stand back. The safety zone of 25 feet would be required when officers are carrying out their duties. House Bill 85, proposed by Mike Johnson of Pineville, Louisiana, could fine or imprison anyone convicted of coming within 25 feet of an officer after the officer orders the person to stop approaching or to retreat. According to the author of this legislation, police need to know that members of the public won't interfere with their work. Now, some have criticized it, saying it's unconstitutional. I'm not sure what Governor Edwards is expected to do, but it passed the House with a 67-32 vote. And I've not seen a bill like this anywhere in the country, frankly. We'll see if it uh, passes legal muster. An update from good old Alec Murdoch, the South Carolina man who was found guilty of murdering his wife and son. And then it's got like 200 other lawsuits and stuff going on. Story out from the low country of South Carolina. What exactly did the Alec Murdoch murder trial cost the taxpayers of the Palmetto State? And we've got some info coming in on that from the South Carolina Attorney's General's office. And it looks like it's not quite as high as I thought it would be. The $488,000 price tag for this trial from the Attorney General of South Carolina's office, nearly half million dollar price tag, included $264,000 on Attorney General's cost and roughly $141,000 in salaries for the team and cost from Colleton County. As documents filed from a FOIA FOIA request. The biggest cost were travel and lodging at the Hampton Inn, a $192,000 bill for staying there with a whole bunch of staff members for months at the Hampton Inn in Walterboro, South Carolina. Prosecutors also spent $64,000 getting expert witnesses in in this trial. So about a half a million dollar expense to get this, what was once extremely wealthy and prominent attorney 
locked up in jail for a long time, if not forever. And so we wonder if the good Murdoch family is going to find a way to get South Carolina a half a million dollars. He's not done. He's got a lot more cases coming. (laughs) A lot more cases. A disturbing story out of the state of Maryland. A 71-year-old mother was killed by her daughter and granddaughter. And, And get this. She wasn't just killed. The 71-year-old was murdered by her daughter and granddaughter and dismembered as they went into this house and found 71-year-old Margaret Gregg in Landover, Maryland. And when police who went into the house after she was being considered a missing person, they noticed her car was still in the driveway. Officers allowed into the house. They could smell three bags of human remains rotting away in a basement and found inside this 71-year-old mother and grandmother. And those accused of killing her are her 44-year-old daughter, Candace Craig, and the granddaughter, 19-year-old Celia Hardy, accused of killing her and also of credit card fraud. The officials there in Landover, Maryland, saying this is the most disturbing case they maybe have ever seen. I, I can understand. How could you not kill, not only kill, but dismember your own mother and grandmother, for God's sakes? Hmm. If you are a East Tennessean, chances are you might have a new area code soon. That's area code 423, East Tennessee counties. There's going to be a new area code of 729, as that's just past the... Tennessee Public Utilities Commission counties with a 423 area code are expected to run out of new numbers by the third quarter of 2025. Thus, a new area code was needed. It will reportedly ensure residents and businesses that they have access to a sufficient supply of telephone numbers to serve East Tennessee. Area code 729 teaming up with the good 423 of East Tennessee. And our last headline of the hour, a company in Richmond, Virginia, has now got the rights to revitalize the same spot of land that General Robert E. Lee's statue, which was a imposing thing of beauty in downtown Richmond on Monument Row, Monument Avenue, for 100-plus years. That thing was taken away not long ago I think it's in a warehouse alongside other statues like Jefferson Davis and Jeb Stewart and more now Gary's YME Landscape a black owned Richmond company has been chosen to revitalize the circle on Monument and North Allen Avenues where the General Lee statue once stood the Gary YME Landscape Company and their involvement in the project marks another symbol and the lessening of the city's Confederate presence. They have no Confederate presence. If you go to Hollywood Cemetery where Jefferson Davis is born or buried, uh, yeah, you might find a handful of things there, but Richmond has been essentially erased their history. Thank God I went there about five years ago uh, and had some photos taken of all of these statues on Monument Row as they 
like many cities, Richmond has wiped clean virtually everything to do with the Civil War. And it was the capital of that Confederate States of America. And they've taken down every single statue but Arthur Ashe's statue on Monument Row there in Richmond. Now, kind of like sticking a finger in your eye, it seems that may be why they're choosing companies like this landscape company to redevelop the site. More to come on this one. More to come on all those sites in Richmond where monuments have been taken down over the last two to three years. That is an update on all things news here to get our opening hour of Talk About the South up and going on this Tuesday edition. When we come back, we'll scoot over and fill you in on the sports headlines of the day. What's going on with college baseball? I'll give you an update on that and the other goings-on of the sports world as the Y'all Show continues. Go-karts are open at Jackson Bowling and Skating. Now go have some fun. Every Wednesday, Jackson Bowling and Skating is helping you save the bucks with buck skating 4 to 7 p.m. and buck bowling every Wednesday 2 to 7 p.m. On Thursdays, enjoy three hours unlimited bowling for just $9. Anytime 4 p.m. to close. Midnight bowling every Friday and Saturday, midnight to 3 a.m. Now you can check in online and reserve your lane. Enjoy traditional 10-pin bowling or try the all-new duck pin bowling. You're going to love the newly remodeled Concessions Cafe. Pizza, burgers, hot dogs, and more. Seven days a week. Enjoy bowling, skating, laser tag, virtual roller coaster, arcade and concessions, and mini golf and go-karts are open. Jackson Bowling and Skating Family Fun Center. Fun for friends and family and the perfect place to host all your large group or company parties. Seven days a week, 59 Bowling Drive, 45 Bypass at Old Humboldt Road. Call 668-BOWL. Check out their specials on Facebook and jacksonbowling.com. At Southern Airways, we fly to make your day. Southern Airways is putting Jackson back on the map. Flying from McKellar Sipes and making connections in Atlanta is easier than ever because Jackson has been awarded our own gate at the busiest airport in the world. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield. Land directly at gate E37. Tokyo to your left, Orlando to your right. It's all easy when you fly directly into America's biggest hub. Book today at iFlySouthern.com. Unapologetically Southern. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk 93.1 FM. about those horn frogs of tcu welcome back into y'all talk with an accent on all things southern and yes the tcu football team had a pretty good 2022 football season going all the way to the national championship game where they absolutely got destroyed by the georgia bulldogs out in los angeles uh the basketball team i think there in fort worth was pretty good this last year but man their baseball team seems to be on the rise too 
And what a shocker they pulled off in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Monday. Welcome back. It is the Y'all Show. Talk with an accent on everything Southern. And we will update you now on college baseball as we've got the Super Regional field now set. And that field includes the TCU Horn Frogs after they went into Bomb Stadium in Fayetteville and eliminated the homestanding Hogs of Arkansas Monday. TCU now moves on to take the Indiana State Sycamores on. Indiana State will actually be hosting this thing in Terre Haute, Indiana with the winner going on to Omaha. So that's one of your eight super regionals of college baseball now set. The Tennessee Vols will be hosting. They had a nice little uh, run in Clemson over the weekend, sweeping the Tigers and the other opponents they had. And the Tigers, or rather the Tennessee Vols, will be back on Rocky Top, where they weren't expected to be after the seeding got announced a few days ago. And they will welcome in from the Sunbelt Conference the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Southern Miss roared back and ended up defeating the Penn Quakers on Monday to reach the Super Regional. So Southern Miss and Tennessee is going to be another Super Regional this forthcoming weekend. We also will be able to tell you that in Oklahoma, Oral Roberts University and Oregon will be getting together for a Super Regional. I'm not totally sure who's hosting that one. But uh, it may be Oral Roberts and a Super Regional, perhaps. But they're taking on the Ducks either way. An all-SEC Super Regional is now set for Baton Rouge as LSU has advanced. They will be taking on the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky able to come back and beat Indiana on Monday. UK and the Bayou Bengals in a Super Regional. That ought to be a lot of fun and Baton Rouge this weekend. An all S or, or rather all ACC Super Regional is now set as you're going to have the Virginia Cavaliers hosting the Duke Blue Devils in a Super Regional. You've got the Stanford Cardinal. They were able to get past A&M. Stanford and Texas will be a Super Regional with Stanford hosting that and Palo Alto. And then we can tell you now that the Florida Gators were able to survive their battle with Texas Tech on Monday, and the Gators and Gamecocks will be facing off in Gainesville in a Super Regional this weekend. Another SEC v. SEC clash. And then, hey, how about this one coming to you from North Carolina this weekend? It's ACC v. SEC as Wake Forest and Alabama will be on the diamond for a Super Regional of college baseball. Again, whoever emerges from this best-of-three series goes to Omaha and will be taking on each other for the right to win the 2023 College World Series. So we wish all those teams the best of luck and a lot of SEC and ACC representation in this Sweet 16, if you will, of college baseball. The Women's College World Series of softball is now all ready to go now. And congratulations to Florida State. Congratulations to Oklahoma. I think these two teams have played each other for the title in the last couple of years. It will be a rematch, if so, as the home seed, the home team, the home favorite, OU, back into the World Series, and they'll be taking on FSU. So a future SEC, current Big 12 member, going up against 
the ACC's FSU Seminoles. Hard to believe that Florida State, from a baseball perspective, has never won a College World Series in baseball. And could this be at least their first or maybe a second? I, I really don't know enough about FSU softball. But how about that? Mike Martin, for a long time, the head coach of the Knowles, just couldn't punch the ticket and get that program a national title in baseball. And here, the ladies of Tallahassee are right on the cusp of bringing back the hardware to Leon County, Florida. So we wish them all the best in that pursuit. Hey, let's fill you in with some college football news and note. Uh, A little bit of a recruiting story that came out on Monday. I guess this was when this broke. As a top 2024 inside linebacker has now committed to the Clemson Tigers, Sammy Brown making his commit to Dabo Sweeney. He is the number 17 overall prospect in the 2024 ESPN 300. He's out of Jefferson High in Georgia, and he's now the highest-ranked member of Clemson's 2024 class, making that commitment to the Orange and Northwestern Purple of Dabo Sweeney, the the top-ranked inside linebacker for 2024, making his pledge saying, I want to run down that hill and be a Clemson Tiger. Also, in other college football news and notes, I mean, we're, we're less than 100 days now, by the way, from the start of college football. Have y'all seen the memes and such going out about college football being that close to its start? Yeah, it is getting real, real. It's getting real, real. <laughs> and that's a fantastic thing. Uh, what other college football story that's happened in the last uh, since we last gathered here for this discussion of southern sports want to congratulate michael vick larry fitzgerald terrell suggs they're among the players in the 2024 college football hall of fame ballot which came out on monday so we wish them all the best michael vick of course played for the virginia tech hokies fitzgerald who was a longtime member of the arizona cardinals played for the Pitt Panthers and Terrell Suggs played I know for the NFL's Baltimore Ravens I think he played out at Arizona State and then I saw something about Michael Orr of the blind side I'm not sure if he was among this nominee class or more let me try to figure that out so what in the world happened to Michael Orr O-H-E-R but something happened Monday because I saw on social Miss Miss Media, a story or two that had him linked. So let's see what I could find out about Michael Orr. Yeah, he's on this Hall of Fame ballot as well. So we wish him well, Mr. Blindside. I know he was part of a Houston Nut coach 2008 successful season there in Oxford as an Ole Miss football player. And he was good. He was. Oh, he had a movie, uh, an incredible movie about his life. And he was a he was a workhorse there for both Ed Orgeron and Houston Nutt in his time in Oxford. But he did pretty good in the NFL. Got a Super Bowl ring for the Baltimore Ravens and more. Michael Orr. That movie came out around what 2009, 2010. Thirty-seven years old is his age. I'm trying to find out what in the world he's doing now. And it looks like he's living in Nashville. 
got a couple of kids. And he and his longtime girlfriend, Tiffany Roy, have been together a couple decades, it looks like. So that's what Michael Orr's doing. Of course, played with the Titans, played with the Panthers, and the Baltimore Ravens. But Michael Vick, of course, you're seeing him more and more as he's getting past his controversy and going to jail that he he had to do for dogfighting. So that's what's going on in Southern Sports today. Again, NHL on Monday, the Vegas Golden Knights destroyed the Florida Panthers. They got a 2-0 lead in their Stanley Cup Finals. NBA Finals resume on Wednesday between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets with the series there tied up at two apiece. That's a reflection of what's going on in the Southern sports world on this Tuesday edition. When we come back, we've got a political report that we'll be sharing with you. What's going on with presidential politics? We'll have the report ahead. The Super Talk 93.1 text line is powered by See Me Tree Service. See Me Tree Service is a small family-owned business that's licensed and insured. You can call them for a free estimate, 731-617-2236. Red and Cody will help you with tree removal, tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and more. They cover all of West Tennessee. All you got to do is pick up that phone and call them. They'll answer. They'll help you out. Just a tremendous duo that's ready to help you with all your tree removal, tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and more. See me tree service. Call for that free estimate. 731-617-2236. See me tree service. Presenters of the Super Talk 93.1 text line. And that text line is, and you can text us right now, 731-410-7560. West Tennessee Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee, on Market Street. Street next to Lafayette Street, nice dinner to me. Plenty of fresh veggies to eat. On Market Street, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. They got cabbage, broccoli, peas, and greens. Prettiest fruit you've ever seen. They got corn, potatoes, both big and small. Just so many things I can't name them all. Oh, Marcus Green. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Oh, Marcus Green. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. West Tennessee Farmer's Market. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. We at Man's Record Service hope you never have an accident, but if it happens, call us or have the authorities call us, and we will take care of everything. Man's Record Service will tow your vehicle to a secure lot or deliver the vehicle to a repair shop of your choice. Work with your insurance company, meet with the adjuster, and call you to discuss the alternatives to get you back on the road. Don't stress when you have an accident. Call Man's Record Service, 424-2173. We take care of everything. 
Sakura Japanese Restaurant set the standard in West Tennessee for sushi, specialty rolls, and hibachi grill items. Sakura also offers a Chinese menu with lunch specials available Monday through Sunday, all lunch specials served with egg drop or hot and sour soup, salad, and mixed rice. Sakura also offers a full bar with a happy hour on Fridays, 5 to 7 p.m., and Saturdays all night, two-for-one domestic beers. You can dine in the newly remodeled dining area at 70 Carriage House Drive or call Sakura at 731-664-2878 for takeout or delivery. Did you know that words never go away? Words are the most powerful force that has ever been. Yes, the Word of God. The Word of God will illuminate the mind. It will win the heart. The Word of God will inspire the public. The Word of God will change your world. So, my friends, still a few moments each day to quietly walk the path of life. There's where you'll find the place where miracles really begin. Young people, old people, you are the miracle. God gave you life. He created you to be just like His Son. Now the question is, the question is what will you do with the life that God gave you? Today, will you be someone's miracle? From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk 93.1 FM. Little place is a little bit understated, yeah, the old days always concentrated. AC's broke, so we gotta sleep naked, it's a good day for living. Where all my jeans got holes in the pocket Yeah, the money falls out as soon as I start walking Good thing the sunshine don't cost nothing It's a good day for living Living it up, living it right Living each day one day at a time Ain't making no worry no bigger than it is when it isn't Yeah, I'm thinking I wanna wake up and do it for the love Glass that bowl, wanna fill the rest up Gonna take a sweet sip of whatever life's fixing. It's a good day, good day for living. That fellow's been making songs for about 30 years now and sounding good. That's the latest from Joe Nichols. And a good day for living. It's a great day for being a southerner. It always is. Welcome back into the Y'all Show. John Rawl is your gracious host. That's me. And I thank you for being a part of this Tuesday edition. Let's fill you in on some of the political happenings of the country and South right now. And, uh, you know, I hate to keep hammering the whole Republican thing, but that's kind of the side of the aisle that gets the most attention when it comes to the presidential race in 2024. And on Monday, former Vice President Mike Pence filing paperwork to try to be the the big guy in 2024 and it, he's officially in he's among a bunch of people in fact i think i saw where he's now third in the polling for president mike pence i have no problem with mike pence he's an absolutely salt of the earth kind of guy a solid governor he was a congressman mike pence is is, is a conservative, is a great, great person. Can he win is the question. Can, can he win? Uh, he may be able to. Maybe he'll be able to be 
the conservative, proven conservative candidate, not a guy that's just out up there talking, but a proven conservative that's A, not Donald Trump and not trying to run to the right of Donald Trump as Ron DeSantis is trying to do. That might be his lane. But Monday, the Indiana former vice president filing paperwork to start his 2024 campaign. And the big problem with Mike Pence and Trump, of course, comes down to what happened on January 6th of 2021 when the vice president followed through on certifying the election, much to the anger of Donald Trump. If you take that one day in history away from those two, honestly, Mike Pence was kind of Donald Trump's stooge for five years, four in office and whatever the campaign was. Trump could have said, I'm going to go down on Fifth Avenue and ask Mike Pence to shoot somebody, and Mike Pence probably would have done it. Remember, Trump did say something to that effect when he was campaigning in 2015 and 2016. And and then January 6th comes, and there's a problem. But Pence has been pretty, I think, pretty good to Trump, even outside of office. He hasn't gone on The View and bashed Trump. He hasn't, honestly, in, in my opinion, hasn't totally turned his back on Trump. There's a strong chance Donald Trump won't make it to the primary, whether it's for political reasons, health reasons. <laughs> we might get invaded by China by that time, and Pence is carving out a, a, a spot for a possible run. Now, he's not the only Republican that's entering into the fund this week. It's expected that Chris Christie is going to join in the former New Jersey governor. I saw that Bakari Sellers on CNN called him Kamikaze Christie for entering this race. His only purpose is to wound Donald Trump's bid for the presidency. But Chris Christie, who once was beloved by virtually everybody in Republican politics because he was this Yankee-sounding, fast-talking former prosecutor out of New Jersey tough guy and then he ran for president and in 2016 he did not do so well and he was the first I think it was him instead of Mike Huckabee the first to kind of embrace Donald Trump's campaign and give him credibility by doing that he did that out in Fort Worth in 2016 now he is an anti-Trumper for whatever reason. But Christie's expected to join. You also have the governor of North Dakota jumping into the, the pool of presidential politics this week. Now, one guy that's been swimming around in this pool for a little while, officially announced in a few weeks ago, Ron DeSantis. And according to an article out at CNN by Harry Anton, who does a great job looking at numbers of all types, I really enjoy watching him on CNN, Harry Enton's got a story where he talks about his fellow CNN contributor, David David Axelrod, a guy who helped run Barack Obama's campaign. And according to Axelrod, there is some lovability problems going on with Ron DeSantis. In fact, what did Axelrod call? Uh, I'm sorry. 
Pardon me. That's another CNN. <laughs> Axelrod's talking about something else to do with Democratic and Republican politics. I'll get to that one in a second. So Harry Enten of CNN. I'm getting my CNN stories mixed up. DeSantis, according to Harry Enten, has had his numbers decline. And, and Harry Enten looks at all these polling numbers and such. And according to the data that Enten's working with, Back in December, 40% of Republican voters in a Fox News poll had a favorable opinion of Ron DeSantis. Last month, that same poll found the share of strongly favorable support of Ron DeSantis had gone from 40% down to 33%. Trump is at 50%. I would think the Twitter unveiling of his campaign did not do a whole lot of good for Ron DeSantis. As again, he's got, according to Harry Enten, a lovability problem going on right now. He just needs to get his wife, Casey, out there more and more. And he's doing that. He is absolutely doing that. She's at most every press conference he's got, every rally, she's right there taking photos, shaking hands, kissing babies, something Melania Trump hardly ever did. And she needs to change that if Donald Trump's going to try to win, if Trump can convince his wife to do it. If they're even married, some people speculate that that, that's all a a setup. Who knows? Let's go to that David Axelrod story I teased you about. So he also works at CNN, the guy that used to help run Barack Obama's campaign. David Axelrod is now talking about Joe Manchin, the West Virginia senator. And he's saying that, that, uh, that Axelrod's saying of Manchin that he's a dead man walking when it comes to his 2024 Senate election. He said there's very, 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 very uh, bad prospects for Manchin being reelected. And instead, he says, David Axelrod, that Manchin might be looking at a third-party run for president. And he called that a graceful exit for Manchin if he wanted to go that route instead of running for re-election in West Virginia in 2024 as its U.S. Senator. Dead man walking. The words again from David Axelrod targeted to Joe Manchin of West Virginia. And that is a update on the world of politics across the South and nation on this Tuesday Y'all Show. We'll take a break, come back, and kind of wrap this hour up of the show that is shaking the Southland with political talk and sports talk, and news talk, and gossip, and, and a lot more. This is The Y'all Show, powered by y'all.com. We'll be back. Hey, Jackson in West Tennessee, Dustin Ring here again with Dustin Buys Houses. I'm still buying houses fast for cash in all of West Tennessee. You have a house that just needs too many repairs and you can't afford to fix it? We can make you a cash offer and purchase the house as is so you don't have to fix it. We even pay closing costs. Do you have a rental that's filled with bad tenants? Leave the hard work to us. We'll buy the house for cash and close and deal with them ourselves. Are you relocating for a job and need to sell ASAP? We can make you a cash offer today and close in as little as 30 days. And remember, we take the 
property as is. We'll even clean it out. Are you going through an icky divorce? I've been there. No fun. But we'll buy that house too. I'm also looking for multifamily properties, duplexes, triplexes, apartments. I even buy mobile homes and mobile home parks. Do you just have vacant land? Give me a call. I'll make you an offer. Call me today at 577-4150. Again, 577-4150. You can even send me a text message. Again, the number 731-577-4150 or visit DustinBuys.com. Hey, this is Chuck Walker with Southeastern Termite and Pest Control. We recently celebrated our 20th year in business here in West Tennessee. That's two decades of growth for us. We've added to our work family, moved locations a few times, seen our co-workers have kids and grandkids. We've even seen our clients who were kids when we started at their parents' house now call us to take care of their homes. Lots of things change over 20 years, but here's what has it. We can still be reached 24 hours a day. We still provide quality, guaranteed termite and pest control service for all of West Tennessee. We still are the go-to company for real estate closing letters. We still provide quality fungus treatments and affordable moisture barriers. We still take care of your bed bugs, brown recluse, and every other pest problem you could have. If you own a home, you need termite protection. And the biggest thing we've learned in 20 years, we need you. Give us a call 24 hours a day for a different kind of experience from a service company. Southeastern, 660-1052. That's Southeastern, 660-1052. Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. 9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia Garden. Fantastic Sam's in Jackson is one of the world's largest full-service hair salon franchises. Fantastic Sam's offers haircuts, coloring, highlights, straightening, texturizing, updos, and facial waxing. Fantastic Sam's lively brand spirit offers attainable beauty that is trending now with easy access to salons at a fantastic price. Fantastic Sam's, 105F Stonebrook Place in Jackson. Call or come in, 664-7376. Fantastic Sam's, always be fantastic. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to The Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk, 93.1 FM. of the South have been asked that question. Hey, 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 what you want to do? Well, you know what I want you all to do? I want you to stick through the break as we head to the top of the hour and come back with us with another hour of discussion about all things Southern. This is the Y'all Show powered by y'all.com. Got some awesome stories we just 
posted on there, including some stories about the South and its movies, some favorite Southern movies. Marshall Bone has pinned that one. Check it out. That plus a whole lot of other fantastic content available for absolutely zero at y'all.com, the South's homepage. More of the Y'all Show, powered by y'all.com, is coming up right after this. We'll see you in hour two. We are West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1. USA News, I'm Lance Prime. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. 79 years ago today, Dwight D. Eisenhower gave the order to take the war to Europe and repel Nazi Germany forces. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is going to be in New Hampshire tonight to launch his second bid for the White House. Christie is set to appear at a town hall meeting at St. Anselm College and announce he is seeking the Republican nomination in 2024. Christie previously ran for president in 2016, but later dropped out. The Biden administration is pressing Saudi Arabia to lift travel bans on some U.S. Saudi citizens as Secretary of State Anthony Blinken visits the kingdom starting today. Blinken is expected to meet with top Saudi officials, including Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. This will be Washington's second recent high-level visit. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan traveled to Saudi Arabia one month ago. In Newport News, Virginia, the mother of a six-year-old boy who shot his teacher is facing federal charges. Deja Taylor is charged with being an unlawful user of a controlled substance in possession of a firearm and making a false statement during the purchase of a firearm. You might remember back in January, her son shot his first grade teacher inside her classroom. Taylor's attorney said that she plans to plead guilty to the new federal charges. Microsoft will pay $20 million to settle charges that the company illegally collected personal data from children. The Federal Trade Commission announced the settlement after accusing the tech company of taking information from kids who signed up for Xbox gaming accounts without getting parental consent. Microsoft will have to put stronger protections in place as part of the settlement. USA News. that a lot at chickendinnercasino.com because we have so many winners that's because we have so many ways to win including slots blackjack poker and more of course you can step into our sports book and bet on any sport including the nba playoffs and major league baseball with some of the best bonuses around but don't just take my word for it hey it's heath bell here former pitcher for the san diego padres hey this is ryan sandberg chicago cubs baseball hall of famer number 23 retired hey it's 2017 nba slam dunk champion Glenn Robinson III here. Be a winner by playing ChickenDinnerCasino.com. Winner, winner! Winner, winner, Chicken Dinner. ChickenDinnerCasino.com, where you can become a winner, winner, like me! And our listeners get special offers. Just go to ChickenDinnerCasino.com slash USA. That's ChickenDinnerCasino.com slash USA. And you can be a winner, winner today. A suburban Salt Lake City parent has done a bit of a turnaround when it comes to his local school district banning some books for kids. The parent followed the procedure set up by the Davis School District to flag a book it should consider banning, noting the objectionable material. 
The parent found a book filled with sin, like adultery and violence, and the district agreed. So it's removed the Holy Bible from elementary and middle schools while keeping it in the libraries at high schools. And now another parent has submitted for possible banning the Book of Mormon, the bedrock of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the faith of most people in Utah. I'm Richard Johnson. Hundreds of San Diegans in California got the scare of their life. 400 residents opened their mailboxes to find letters saying they have cancer, but they actually didn't. Grail, the maker of gallery blood tests, says their tests can detect more than 50 types of cancer, but a software glitch sent out the incorrect letters. Grail says those letters went out between May 10th and May 18th by a third-party vendor known as PWN Health. Retraction letters were sent out within 36 hours of the original cancer diagnosis letters. San Diego company Illumina owns Grail. Apple has unveiled its new $3,500 Vision Pro virtual reality headset. The company made the announcement yesterday at its Worldwide Developers Conference event in California. Lance Pry, USA News. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars, because when cell and Internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This West Tennessee Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee, on Market Street. Street next to Lafayette Street. Nice dinner to me. Plenty of fresh veggies to eat. On Market Street, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. They got cabbage, broccoli, peas, and greens. Prettiest fruit you've ever seen. They got corn, potatoes, both big and small. Just so many things I can't name them all. On Market Green. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. On Market Green. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. West Tennessee Farmers Market. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Here's a look at your Super Talk 93.1 forecast for this Tuesday, June 6th. Currently in Jackson, it is 66 degrees under some foggy skies. But today it's going to be sunny with a high getting up to nearly 90 degrees. It's forecast to be a high today of 89 degrees. It's going to be a hot one throughout the day. Overnight low of 60 degrees. So make sure you plan accordingly. Let's kick back into the fun of talking about the South right here on Super Talk 93.1 WTJS FM Alamo Jackson. Dominating Dixie. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM.
yourself as a Southerner, welcome into the show that's all for you. This is the Y'all Show. If you're a Southerner at heart, well, this show's for you, too. Hi, y'all doing? This is John Rawl, and we're going to have a good old time here for the next hour talking about what's going on in the Southland with our news and our sports information. We got plenty of book talk here in this second hour of our Y'all Show today. I'll be letting you know about Ira Wallace. She has authored a book that's just in time for summer, The Timber Press Guide to Vegetable Gardening in the Southeast. We'll be hearing from this Florida native in our book report here. Plus, I'll tell you what the top reads are according to the New York Times and Amazon. That's part of our Southern Book Report this hour. Also, we've got entertainment headlines. Cuba Gooding Jr. in the news and not for the best of reasons. What's going on with the Jerry Maguire actor? Also, we'll tell you about two guys who are not Americans, not even, not only are they not Americans, they ain't Southern. But I'm going to tell you about them anyway because they're beloved by a lot of us here in the South. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael J. Fox. Some stories about them in our entertainment report headed your way before the hour is up. If you want to ask us a question, if you want to let us know what's going on and you're part of the South, if you have a complaint and you want us to know, we will gladly take all of that right here at y'all. And the way to do that is just pick up the old text line and text that line at 615-208-4184. That's how you do it. Pretty amazingly easy to get in touch with this here 24 hours a day seven days a week at y'all the show about the south our website is y'all.com our email address is mail m-a-i-l mail at y'all.com now let's get into today's headlines if you will of what's going on today is june 6 june 6 is the 79th anniversary today of the landings in Normandy back in World War II. It was on this day that Dwight D. Eisenhower, as Supreme Allied Commander, let the world know that we might be able to pull off a victory there on the coast of Normandy and get the most important step on the road to Berlin underway. As we told you earlier in the show there are currently less than one percent of all participants in world war ii still with us there were 16 million americans that went and fought in that war not just in normandy and in germany but in north africa and in the pacific last year according to the u.s department of veteran affairs statistics just over 167,000 World War II survivors last year, and that number is only going down. So our best estimate is somewhere around 1% of all World War II participants are still alive in 2023. If you know somebody who fought in that war, please take a moment and thank them again if you haven't already. Tell them what amazing bravery they had. They had no idea that they would be able to survive not only that war, but to live the long lives that they had. But I know they would trade it. I'm sure they would for a buddy that lost his life defending this country and defending freedom on distant shores like Utah Beach 
and Omaha Beach. And for our Canadian and British friends, Gold, Sword, and Juno Beaches in Normandy. D-Day, 1944. 79 years ago, that invasion happened. And today, General Milley, the Secretary of Defense, both are General Milley and then Secretary Gates. No, sorry, Secretary Austin, sorry. Secretary Lloyd Austin have been in the American Cemetery in France commemorating this 79th anniversary. That's on my bucket list. I have not been to Normandy. I have been to Bastogne in Belgium where I had a relative get killed in the war in 1945. But I I just I just want to see Normandy. I've I've just had my own kind of appreciation of what it is because I'm a military guy. I love military history. But also, I mean, let's be honest, the stupid part of it is I've seen a couple of movies that have to do with D-Day from The Longest Day, truly one of the greatest war movies ever made back in the early 1960s, and that's about D-Day. Go see that. I bet it's playing somewhere on some kind of cable channel today. When you mix The Longest Day with John Wayne and the whole cast of characters, I need to probably read off some of the names on that longest day because honestly some of them I kind of forget they were even in that movie I know Claude Aiken was in that one John Wayne hold on a second y'all got to cheat got to pull up the computer on this one (laughs) longest day if you've not seen that movie man it's it's just it's just incredible and it was out in 1960 with John F. Kennedy still in office in office back in that year when it came out and it really does a a, a fantastic job of sh- showing you really both sides of truly the longest day Henry Fonda was in the longest day you also had Eddie Albert Richard Burton who played a British officer you had Paul Anka in there how about on the German side, Wolfgang Büttner was in there. You probably have seen him in a lot of movies. Sean Connery in there playing a, a Scottish lad. A bunch of people. I mean, it's a movie where you could probably have play a drinking game every time you saw a familiar face. 1962's Long Stay. Of course, if you see that one, you got to see Saving Private Ryan. Probably my favorite movie although longest day is right there with it d-day for this guy who's a a fan of history is 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 a subject matter that you can't go wrong with sadly and again let's not forget this was not a movie being made 79 years ago today it was it was war that's why there's hardly any actual footage of combat from that actual june 6th day it was so devastating. It was so scary, and and film was lost. You don't really see a good D-Day clip at all, frankly, from D-Day. In, in 1962, The Long Stay came out, and I guess it was 98 that Saving Private Ryan hit theaters. 
and they've done a darn good job of making it pretty similar to what those brave heroes of 44 went through. But today, June 6, 1944, we remember 79 years later the sacrifice. To Atlanta and Cop City, it looks like it's going to go through. Remember, this was something that caused a death of a young man there outside of Atlanta and Decatur County where this thing was proposed as some protesters kind of camped out on the site for months. And it looks like Atlanta's city council is going to go forward with Cop City, which will be a huge center to train law enforcement and fire in Georgia's state capital. Early this morning, we're talking 5 o'clock Atlanta time, a measure passed Atlanta's city council to make Cop City a reality. 5-2, I believe, was the final vote. And this will be for a $31 million publicly funded training facility for law enforcement and fire in Atlanta. And the city council giving their approval to the 85-acre campus that will be in Atlanta to train. And again, protesters went through the streets of Atlanta a couple of months ago after the shooting of a man named Manuel Tehran, a 26-year-old environmental activist who had been camping in the woods near the site of this project. And with this early morning vote, Atlanta says yes, and it was actually an 11-4 total when this vote was taken to approve from the City Council of Atlanta, Cop City, today. In the state of Louisiana, police officers there now, if signed by the governor, John Bell Edwards, will be at least given the authority to keep people 25 feet away from them as House Bill 85 proposed by Pineville's Mike Johnson has gone through the lower houses of government and now the governor, Governor Edwards will have this to sign into law if he chooses to. According to this new law, police officers have a 25-foot safety zone while carrying out their duties under a bill, again, passed Monday by Louisiana's state legislature. Some saying it will be unconstitutional. That's what the State Senator Roy Royce Duplessis of New Orleans says, as he says it would create a chilling effect for ordinary citizens observing police misconduct. I'm sure, and I haven't been a law enforcement officer, I'm sure it's got to be tough out there, no matter what the situation, what's going on, law enforcement. they, they got to deal with the, the person they're actually interviewing with, injuring or killing them they got that scare they've got traffic they've got to be concerned about and then they've got bystanders that might be causing problems i'm sure that's part of the reason this law was created in louisiana i haven't seen this in other states that's why i'm sharing it with you today it's a an intriguing law if indeed the governor signs it into law i'm sure it will be challenged from a first amendment standpoint but man police officers especially if there's passengers in cars and family members that show up. It it gets dicey, it, at least from what I see on live PD and other programs like that or whatever they call that show now. <laughs> the cops of the world 
a, a tough enough job, and then they have to deal with people getting up in their investigation, and that's not that's not always a, a good thing. A story out of Landover, Maryland. A woman in her 70s, her body found dismembered in trash bags, and it looks like her daughter and her granddaughter are the ones that did this. And it's being called maybe the most disturbing case law enforcement in Landover, Maryland's ever had to investigate. As police went to this 71-year-old woman, Margaret Craig's home, to investigate her being missing, her car was in the driveway, and that's when officers who were allowed in the house could smell three bags of human remains rotting away in the basement. And according to the state attorney, it's horrifying is the words used by Prince George's County State Attorney Aisha Brayboy. And 44-year-old Candace Craig arrested and her daughter, Margaret's granddaughter, Celia Hardy, 19 years old, also arrested for killing and, and dismembering the grandmother and, and mother, 71-year-old Margaret Craig of Landover, Maryland. Also in our stories across the Southeast today, we've got some James Beard Award winners. That's the award given the most prestigious award, I guess, a restaurant or chef can receive across the nation. And these awards given out this week. And let's see if I can't find some Southern winners among the bunch here. I've got the story pulled up. Let's see if they don't uh, give us. Yeah, here we go. First of all, the winner overall on the James Beard winner for this year for Outstanding Chef comes to us from our nation's capital, which we cover here. Rob Ruba is the owner of Oyster Oyster in Washington, D.C., and he wins the award for Outstanding Chef from the James Beard Awards. The restaurant winner went to a place in Philadelphia, not the one in Mississippi, but in Pennsylvania, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Outstanding Restaurant goes to them. A restaurant in Oregon, in Portland, it's K-A-N-N, I guess you call that Con. They're the best new restaurant. And if we look across the South, the Outstanding Bakery Award from James Beard goes to Kansas City's Yoli Tortilla. And the Best Chef in the South, that includes Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Puerto Rico. The Best Chef is Natalia Vajeo of Cochina Alfondo in the great southern state of Puerto Rico. San Juan is the winner of this one. They do have a Southwest category. The winner of that is Andrew Black of Gray Sweater in Oklahoma City. There's also a Best Chef Southeast in addition to Best Chef South. The Southeast region is Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and West Virginia. The winner of that particular award was from Decatur, Georgia, Terry Koval, the chef at The Deer and the Dove, your James Beard award-winning chef. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up. Uh, one other place in the South that needs to be commended by the James Beard Award winners, 
Joe's Bakery and Coffee Shop in Austin, Texas, got some kind of mention in the award ceremony. This is considered to be like the top award for food, restaurant, chefs, more. And here this week, we've got our winners. So I'm going to have to go down to Puerto Rico, it sounds like. I've not been to Puerto Rico. I know they've been a part of the Southern Governors Association for a long time because they're kind of a a U.S. state in the South that's not really a state. They're a territory, but they're, they're one of us. And as we conclude our headlines of the day, how about this? This story comes to us from Georgia 400. That's that road that used to be a toll road north of Atlanta that goes up into the Alpharetta area, goes on up to Cumming and into the mountains even, goes up to Dahlonega. But a man clocked going 178 miles per hour on Georgia 400 this week. 178 miles per hour. First of all, they were driving a Ferrari. Did I tell you that? They were heading southbound out of Forsyth County, which is where Cumming is. And a Forsyth County Sheriff's Office spotted this driver in a big old hurry. And so they got out there and flagged him down on Georgia 400 and got this super speeder for 400, uh, rather, going on 400 well over the speed limit. In Georgia, they have a thing called super speeders, and drivers who are, are accused of that are ticketed for driving 85 miles per hour or faster on highways, and that adds another $200 fine to your speeding ticket. According to that Forsyth County Sheriff's Office, it says, slow down because next time, spike strips won't care how fast you're going. 80, yeah, 178 miles per hour on a Ferrari. And I don't think this was an electric vehicle. My friend who's an electric vehicle enthusiast says, man, with an EV, you don't realize how fast you're going until you look down and you're going like like 95 miles per hour because it just doesn't feel like it. I don't think Ferraris are out in an EV model. So slow it down there on Georgia 400. Thankfully, no injuries to report. Just some pride and perhaps a trip to the Forsyth County Jail in Georgia, north of north of Atlanta. And that is a, a look at your news headlines for this hour on Talk With Us Southern Accent. We'll come right back and switch over to tell you about the book world. We've got our Southern Book Report that we'll be sharing with you and give you an update on a lady who's from the South that's got some great information that she's put in book form about gardening. It's June, and maybe your garden needs a little boost Well, thanks to author Ira Wallace, we'll let you hear from her and let you know some of her great tips to have that beautiful garden. She's really an expert on greens, collards, turnips, mustard greens. We'll find out what she's got to say as part of our Southern Book Report, and we'll tell you about all the best-selling books according to the New York Times. That's just ahead. Summertime is family time, the fun's just begun. Kick back and relax, we're always here for you. We 
hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians quality care. Hey, West Tennessee, what are you gonna do? For physical therapy, you know it's up to you. You've got a choice, it's so easy to see. The best is PQC PT. We're gonna help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. The best is PQC PT. And the Super Talk 93.1 text line is open if you want to reach us here at the Y'all Show. It's 731-410-7560, 731-410-7560. That's how you can get in touch with us here at the Y'all Show. That's how you can get in touch with the Patriot Pastor. And, of course, the Frankie Lack Show, which airs each weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. And the Super Talk 93.1 text line is powered by See Me Tree Service. You can give them a call at 731-617-2236. And See Me Tree Service will be right there to help you with a free estimate. See Me Tree Service covers all of West Tennessee. They're licensed and insured, and they can help you out with tree removal, tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and more. This small family-owned business is See Me Tree Service. Give them a call for a free estimate, 731-617-2236. That's 731-617-2236. See Me Tree Service, presenters of the Super Talk 93.1 text line. Dover Auto Repair at 1002 North Central Avenue in Humboldt is service you can count on. Dover Auto Repair offers complete auto care from oil changes to comprehensive engine and transmission service. Dover Auto Repair's goal is to offer reliable, professional service at affordable prices to get you back on the road fast. And if you need tow service, call 784-9900. That's 784-9900 for Dover Auto Repair. 1002 North Central Avenue in Humboldt. to make your day. Southern Airways is putting Jackson back on the map. Flying from McKellar Sipes and making connections in Atlanta is easier than ever because Jackson has been awarded our own gate at the busiest airport in the world. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield. Land directly at gate E37. Tokyo to your left, Orlando to your right. It's all easy when you fly directly into America's biggest hub. Book today at iFlySouthern.com. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Keep it Southern. Calling me, oh, 
I learned to shag on the beat with the salt in the air and the sand at my feet. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh Miss Chris. 60 degrees that particular day but the sun was out and I ended up walking about 5 miles on that very very walking friendly sand of the Grand Strand and I didn't have the beach music playing unfortunately that February day but if I'm back there at Myrtle Beach or if I go up to Wilmington and Carolina Beach or any any place in that part of the world this time of year little beach music little umbrella some shades and some calabash shrimp that's about what that's about all you need in the south in the summertime you know what a good book would go along pretty well with that whole beach experience wouldn't wouldn't you think let's take a look at the books going on what's going on from a bestsellers standpoint across the South today as part of our Southern Book Report. I don't know how about how how well y'all did in school with books and more. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my specialty. But hey, you do you and I'll do me. That's why years later after school is uh, out, I have no problem just relaying what's going on from a book standpoint with the South. Because... It is, um, it's an important thing for a lot of people, their, their reading of books. So here on the Y'all Show, happy to tell you about the book sales and what's selling where and how things are going as part of our Southern Book Report. So we start off today on our Southern Book Report with the New York Times and, and their bestseller list. So on that list, checking in at number one right now this week, we go there and find out on the category of combined print and ebook fiction. We've got a brand new book. We have a brand new book. And I think it might actually be by a person that we are familiar with. I think I'm right on this. Let me let me just make sure there's not a conflict of interest here and I'm not completely off. 
But Nora Roberts has the number one book in the land this week. And this is not just new, it's a top. The bestsellers list on the New York Times. Identity is the name of this one. From Nora Roberts. Nora Roberts' Identity. Okay, more about this one. If I can pull up the description at the uh, New York Times, let's see here what they say about Nora Roberts' identity. After her roommate is killed by a con artist, a former Army brat builds a new life at her mother's home in Vermont. Nora Roberts, number one in the combined print and ebook fiction category this week on the New York Times list. Number two, this one's been out about a month, Emily Henry's Happy Place. A former couple pretend to be together for the sake of their friends during their annual getaway in Maine. So you got a book about Vermont and number one and a book about Maine and number two. What's going on? We need some southern books up in here. <laughs> Colleen Hoover's book, It Ends With Us, is number three. I think I told you last week that she's a southern author. Colleen Hoover, It Ends With Us, is at number three on the combined print and ebook fiction list number four this one's been out about a month from abraham varghese the covenant of water this one's about india three generations of a family living on south india's malabar coast suffer the loss of a family member by drowning the covenant of water it's at number four on the new york times bestsellers list and then another colleen hoover book is at number five it starts with us it is the sequel to It Ends With Us. Lily deals with her jealous ex-husband as she reconnects with her first boyfriend. Ooh, it starts with us. It's been out eight months now on the charts, and it's number five on the combined print and e-book fiction category of the New York Times bestsellers. Now, a look at the nonfiction category of bestsellers from the New York Times. David Gron's Killers of the Flower Moon remains number one. Number two, this one's been out just over a month, David Gron's other book, The Wager. That's about the survivors of a shipwrecked British vessel on a secret mission during an imperial war with Spain and their different accounts of events from surviving that shipwreck. As The Wager checks in at number two on the nonfiction list from the New York Times, Outlive from Peter Adia and Bill Gifford is at number three. Outlive is the science of art and longevity is what this one is about by Dr. Peter Adia. This one's been on here for a long time. It's at number four this week. The Body Keeps the Score from Bessel van der Kolk. How Trauma Affects the Body and Mind and Innovative Treatments for Recovery. Brand new this week on the New York Times nonfiction list. At number five is David Vandeldre's The Book of Charlie. The Washington Post columnist shares stories and wisdom he learned from a neighbor who was more than a century old. The Book of Charlie. And that's coming in at number five on the NYT bestsellers list for this week. And if we look over at what Amazon's bestsellers list includes, remember Amazon charts things a little bit differently than the New York Times does their thing. From a most sold standpoint on the Amazon chart, looking at that chart now, most sold, they break it down to most sold, most read, things like that. 
Most sold for nonfiction is Atomic Habits. Number two is that same book I was telling you about, Outlive. Nonfiction book, Outlive. From Peter Adia and Bill Gifford. And then number three on the nonfiction list of most sold books for Amazon is Killers of the Flower Moon. The most sold I'm sorry, the most read nonfiction, not just the most sold, but the most read. I don't know what makes uh, one sold versus the most read. Most read is Spare from Prince Harry, who's over in his old country this week. Atomic Habits, which is number one on the most sold. It's also number two in most read in the nonfiction category of the Amazon charts. And then Outlive checks in at number three on the most read category for nonfiction. Scooting over to the most sold in fiction from Amazon. It's that brand new book from Nora Roberts, Identity. Number two, The Covenant of Water. Number three, Happy Place. And then a look at the most read fiction books, according to Amazon. Lessons in Chemistry, followed by Demon Copperhead, and Only the Dead. Those are your best of Amazon and New York Times bestsellers. Now, focusing in on a Southern read, as we have our Southern book report for you here on the Y'all Show, I want to tell you about the Timber Press Guide to Vegetable Gardening in the Southeast. That's been out a while, but it caught my eye when kind of scanning books to talk about today. And Ira Wallace is the author of of this book about gardening in the southeast she's a very accomplished author she's a very accomplished lady that knows how to grow stuff and ira wallace's book's been out for a long time it's got a lot of a lot of praise put upon it for her work now if you're not familiar with ira wallace uh, kind of a a glimpse of her background and her authority if you will on gardening and more comes because of her being a, a Florida lady. Ira Wallace is a gardener, teacher, and author. She manages Southern Exposure Seed Exchange, which a, a, is a cooperatively owned seed company. She knows her seeds. She was raised in Tampa by her grandmother, Estella Brown. Her grandmother taught her how to raise chickens and how to grow a wide variety of edible plants in a large garden. And then she realized at that age that she had a passion for gardening. She attended New College in Sarasota and went on to be not only a gardener, but a great writer. She visited the world learning how to learn how to garden better and more, and she's put all of this work into books. Ira Wallace, Organic Gardener. Her website, Southern Exposure com and what a nice little resume she's had and enjoys i'm going to go now let you hear a little clip of her talking about growing greens as she was interviewed with the fredericksburg food cooperative about her background as a gardener and writer and more and here's a sample of southern author ira wallace talking about gardening here on the y'all show and I wouldn't talk to you about greens without mentioning collards. Uh, you know, we think that they're just a few collards, but uh, if you go to heirloom collard cellar, you can see 
some 60 varieties that were collected by two uh, cultural geographers in the 90s and 2000s from uh, kind of a dying breed of uh, home seed savers. And one of the reasons that I like to, you know, uh, introduce college whenever we're talking about greens, they're available from your garden 10 months of the year. That's why how they became such a quintessentially southern food. And they are only one of the brassica oleraceae that were developed in the southeastern part of the United States. And you, you know, you think there's just a few, but there's all these purpley ones and there's shiny ones and there's light colored ones. It's uh, amazing. And when speaking of Jamaica, when I go there, they uh, plant collards close together in the summer and uh, cut them uh, often as baby leaves and make something that's more like what we think of as a kale salad here. And it's really tasty. Check it out. All right, that is a little sample of a discussion that author Ira Wallace had about gardening in the South, and there she's talking about collard greens, and as a retired professional collard green harvester, I'm going to have to go get me a pot of them right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, collards, I'm, I'm an expert on collards, and it's not because I like to eat them. I actually prefer mustard greens more than any other leafy green but uh yeah i'll I'll take a collard or two just don't absolutely destroy it with all the other stuff that people put in collard pots whether it's ham hock or or other weird things i do like collards with the um hot pepper sauce or vinegar the clear stuff you see on i guess it's um hot sauce i don't know what i'm talking about i grew up eating collard greens y'all and i still do this with ketchup if you've never had collards and ketchup don't laugh until you try it not cold ketchup i'm talking room temperature what's sitting out on the table ketchup it's very good but yeah the uh others like pepper stuff's pretty good on it too and you know what to add all of that as we wrap up our collard talk thanks to ira wallace collards are extremely healthy for you very healthy for you And so today, not only in this book report, have we told you about some incredible reads for summertime, but we're helping your health out. That's customer service at its finest, y'all. Now go get me a big knife and let's go out there. And you don't pull collard greens. That's not how you harvest them. You cut them. You get a big old knife and you go out there and you chop them. And you get rid of that yellow, the, the nasty leaves. Trust me, I'm a retired professional collard green cutter i know what i'm talking about i even wrote a song one time called the collard green blues and if you're lucky enough i might even play it for you i'll get my guitar out and play that song that at least around the family i'm pretty famous for (laughs) all right enough about me thank you ira wallace appreciate you telling us about collard greens and more as part of our Southern Book Showcase on this Tuesday. Y'all, we'll come back here and give you an entertainment update. What's going on with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Also news on Schwarzenegger and Michael J. Fox. All that right ahead.
This is J.P. Stovall. I am a pastor. I'm also a patriot. The Patriot Pastor airs weekday mornings 9 to 11 on Supertalk 93.1. Informed and inspirational guests join me for the program. Your calls and texts are encouraged as we bring positive patriotism to West Tennessee. Righteousness exalts a nation. Tune in, The Patriot Pastor, Monday through Fridays, 9 to 11 a.m. on West Tennessee's conservative voice, Supertalk 93.1. Go-karts are open at Jackson Bowling and Skating. Now go have some fun. Every Wednesday, Jackson Bowling and Skating is helping you save the bucks with buck skating 4 to 7 p.m. and buck bowling every Wednesday 2 to 7 p.m. On Thursdays, enjoy three hours unlimited bowling for just $9. Anytime 4 p.m. to close. Midnight bowling every Friday and Saturday, midnight to 3 a.m. Now you can check in online and reserve your lane. Enjoy traditional 10-pin bowling or try the all-new duck pin bowling. You're going to love the newly remodeled Concessions Cafe. Pizza, burgers, hot dogs, and more. Seven days a week. Enjoy bowling, skating, laser tag, virtual roller coaster, arcade and concessions, and mini golf and go-karts are open. Jackson Bowling and Skating Family Fun Center. Fun for friends and family and the perfect place to host all your large group or company parties. Seven days a week, 59 Bowling Drive, 45 Bypass at Old Humboldt Road. Call 668-BOWL. Check out their specials on Facebook and jacksonbowling.com. Hey, this is Chuck Walker with Southeastern Termite and Pest Control. We recently celebrated our 20th year in business here in West Tennessee. That's two decades of growth for us. We've added to our work family, moved locations a few times, seen our co-workers have kids and grandkids. We've even seen our clients who were kids when we started at their parents' house now call us to take care of their homes. Lots of things change over 20 years, but here's what has it. We can still be reached 24 hours a day. We still provide quality, guaranteed termite and pest control service for all of West Tennessee. We still are the go-to company for real estate closing letters. We still provide quality fungus treatments and affordable moisture barriers. We still take care of your bed bugs, brown recluse, and every other pest problem you could have. If you own a home, you need termite protection. And the biggest thing we've learned in 20 years We need you. Give us a call 24 hours a day for a different kind of experience from a service company. Southeastern, 660-1052. That's Southeastern, 660-1052. You came in after work. It's the only time you can. Savory steak and bacon, grilled cheese. Sounds like a great plan. While kids online are really mean. Sonic steak and bacon, grilled cheese. Sonic. Of Sonic's under two dollar craves are under two bucks, so you can get something tasty without breaking the bank. Sonic under two dollar craves. Mm, Sonic. This is a y'all show on West Tennessee Super Talk ninety three point one FM. Talk radio for all y'all. We love 
right, that is a Georgia peach, but she's darn near a Tennessee volunteer stater because she grew up right on the Georgia-Tennessee border in the Chattanooga area. That is Lauren Elena getting us ready for this segment of y'all where we talk about entertainment news to wrap up this second hour and the news is not so happy for a couple of non-southerners as we start our entertainment report today cuba gooding jr right now has a civil trial going on that starts this week for a rape that he's accused of a civil trial not criminal cuba gooding jr of course in movies like jerry Maguire and some other fantastic movies through the year civil trial set to start today on accusations he raped a woman in a New York City hotel a decade ago an encounter that he says was consensual after the two met at a nearby restaurant and this civil trial underway today Cuba Gooding Jr. by the way is a New York kid Cuba Mark Gooding Jr was born January 2nd, 1968. He's 55 years old now. And he was married to a woman for a long time that just got divorced in 2017. He's got three kids, including Mason Gooding. I haven't seen Mason Gooding, but evidently he's somewhat famous for being an actor as well, the son of Cuba and his ex-wife. But Cuba Gooding Jr., he's played some good roles, but he actually has not really been a Southern guy in his life. He became a born-again Christian at the age of 13. And yeah, that role of Jerry Maguire was something he was known for in a big way. But I've liked him in a lot of movies. He actually appeared in 1988's Coming to America as a boy getting a haircut in that movie. (laughs) Go back and watch that one again. And he also was in Men of Honor. That's a great movie. He and Robert De Niro are in that together. That's about the guys that go under the go out in the ocean and help repair boats in the Navy. He was in Pearl Harbor, speaking of the Navy, he played Doris Miller in that uh, 2001 epic. Daddy Day Camp's been in that one. Been in a host of movies. His most recent movie that he appeared in was the weapon You've got a couple of movies currently in production cuba gooding jr now a civil trial going on for him this week in new york city also news from arnold schwarzenegger not the best of news but a story out on the entertainment front on the actor from austria who was once the governor of the state of california arnold schwarzenegger had a child out of wedlock He's had a secret son for a long time. And now, story out about how he kept that from Maria Shriver, his his wife, and the longtime NBC News personality. You can go check that out at CNN.com to get the scoop on Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his secret son. Also, in the entertainment stories and more of the Y'all Show south edition the y'all show of course we're south but we've got headlines and more from the entertainment world that we cover and i actually think i've got something if my computer will cooperate here i've got something pulled up here on since we were playing our music lauren elena of all people 
Come on, computer. I guess I didn't pay my bill. Lauren Elena News, I will have to dig that up and bring it back to you because we seem to be in a standstill on the good old app right now. But we'll have it. We'll have it for you before we get out of here today. Okay, so let's wrap up this y'all show right now for this hour. We'll come back with one more hello to you before we move over to our final hour where the Takapolo Storyteller will be joining us, Jerry Short. All that is ahead. Stay tuned. Hey, Jackson in West Tennessee, Dustin Ring here again with Dustin Buys Houses. I'm still buying houses fast for cash in all of West Tennessee. You have a house that just needs too many repairs and you can't afford to fix it? We can make you a cash offer and purchase the house as is so you don't have to fix it. We even pay closing costs. Do you have a rental that's filled with bad tenants? Leave the hard work to us. We'll buy the house for cash and close and deal with them ourselves. Are you relocating for a job and need to sell ASAP? We can make you a cash offer today and close in as little as 30 days. And remember, we take the property as is. We'll even clean it out. Are you going through an icky divorce? I've been there. No fun, but we'll buy that house too. I'm also looking for multifamily properties, duplexes, triplexes, apartments. I even buy mobile homes and mobile home parks. Do you just have vacant land? Give me a call. I'll make you an offer. Call me today at 577-4150. Again, 577-4150. You can even send me a text message. Again, the number 731-577-4150 or visit Dustin buys.com you got to love technology. In the future, when you have an accident, your car will be programmed to let you know which shops are certified to make your repairs to pre-accident condition. Collision Specialist has always tried to stay ahead of the curve. We're already certified with Nissan, Infiniti, Hyundai, Chrysler, and adding more all the time. Call 668-9263 or visit us at 96 Fairway Boulevard. Certified repairs from Collision Specialists. At Tennessee Tractor, we understand that not everyone has a degree, but that shouldn't hold you back from pursuing your dreams. We're here to help you get trained and kickstart your journey as a John Deere technician. Our team of experts will guide you every step of the way, providing you with the knowledge and skills that you need to become a pro. We're now hiring at all of our Tennessee Tractor locations, so don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. At Tennessee Tractor, we don't just offer a job, we offer a way of life. Apply today by going to careers at TennesseeTractor.com. Did you know that words never go away? Words are the most powerful force that has ever been. Yes, the Word of God. The Word of God will illuminate the mind. It will win the heart. The Word of God will inspire the public. The Word of God will change your world. So, my friends, still a few moments each day to quietly walk the path of life. There's where you'll find the place where miracles really begin. Young people, old people, you are the miracle. God gave you life. He created you to be just like His Son. Now the question is, the question is what will you do with the life that God gave you? Today, will you be someone's miracle? Well, that wraps up Hour 2. More of the Y'all Show is headed your way. We got the Takapola Storyteller coming your way. Stay tuned. We are West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1.
USA News. I'm Lance Pry. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee plans to move forward this week with holding FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress. Then-Vice President Joe Biden is being accused by an FBI whistleblower of taking $5 million in exchange for a policy decision. Details are reportedly in the subpoenaed document. Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I had a phone call with him, explained to him, if he does not provide this, we will hold him in contempt. Now he said, yes, we do have the document, but he'll only show it to the chairman and ranking member. That is not how the Constitution works. If he doesn't come forth and allow everyone to see it, we will move contempt charges against him on Thursday. Police are investigating the death of six women, all found in the same area of Oregon in the last three months. All six bodies were found within 100 miles of each other in the secluded areas of the woods across the Portland region. The deaths are being investigated as suspicious, but police haven't determined whether all the women were homicide victims. Five of the women range in age from 22 to 32, while the body of the sixth woman is still unidentified. So far, police say they haven't found any evidence that the cases are connected. It's a good time to be an Apple stockholder. Apple stock soared to an all-time high following the launch of its own mixed-reality headset. The company unveiled updates and new products at its annual Worldwide Developers Conference. Throughout Monday's session, Apple's shares surged by 1.5% on Wall Street. Year-to-date, the company's stock has risen over 39%. The new VR headset will provide a combination of virtual and augmented reality, superimposing virtual images onto live, real-world video. I'm John Schaefer. In the Stanley Cup Finals, the Vegas Golden Knights are leading the series 2 to nothing over Florida with a 7-2 victory last night on the Las Vegas Strip. USA News. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington. And millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest-growing cable news channel, and Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no paywall and gives real news you can trust. Watch great shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free. 800-284-9275. That's 800-284-9275. Lawyers for presidential candidate Donald Trump met with Justice Department officials yesterday. The meeting in Washington, D.C. comes as Smith's investigation into Trump's alleged mishandling of classified documents is said to be nearing the end. It also comes after a public request for a meeting from Trump's team about what they call prosecutorial misconduct. Meantime, the federal grand jury in the case is expected to meet this week. I'm Ryan Daniels. Explosions at a Soviet-era dam in Russian-controlled southeastern Ukraine sent floodwaters across the region yesterday, with each side in the war blaming the other. The Karkovka Dam was built in the 1950s and holds back an amount of water about the same amount as the Great Salt Lake in Utah. The reservoir supplies water to Russian-controlled Crimea Peninsula, The prime suspect from the case of a missing Alabama teen on the islands of Aruba 18 years ago will soon find himself in the USA. 
You're on Vandersloat facing extortion charges for allegedly promising to lead Natalie Holloway's family to her body in exchange for a quarter million dollars. Natalie disappeared in Aruba back on May 30th of 2005, five years to the day of her disappearance on May 30th of 2010. A 21-year-old woman, Stephanie Flores, was found dead in Vandersloat's hotel room. He was found guilty of murder and has been locked up in prison in Peru, where he's serving a 28-year sentence. I'm Laura Winters. Lance Pry, USA News. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington, and millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest-growing cable news channel, and Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no paywall and gives real news you can trust. The ultimate gift from the Word of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. A parade of hope with only 26 words, beginning with the living God, ending with eternal life, urging you and I to do the same. It's brief enough to write on a napkin or memorize in a moment, solid enough to weather 2,000 years of doubt and questions. If you know nothing of God's Word, Start here. If you think you know everything of God's word, return here. You know the heart is a lonely hunter, and God has the treatment, a divine heart transplant. He loves, he gave, we believe, we live. He left the garden and went to the cross to pay a debt he did not owe, to cover a debt we could not pay. The King of kings, the Lord of all lords, the Son of the living God, John three sixteen. Do you know him? Here is your Super Talk 93.1 weather forecast for this Tuesday. Currently 69 degrees across West Tennessee. Today, the high expected to get up to 90 degrees. It's going to be mostly sunny and warm. There is some smoke coming into the area from distant wildfires and also a little fog in the area to deal with. The overnight low, 61 degrees. For Wednesday, you can expect a sunny day with a high of 91 and a low of 65 on June 7th. And that's a quick look at your West Tennessee weather here on Super Talk 93.1. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Keep it Southern. Talking about the South here. This is what we call the Y'all Show. Put a little Y along with an apostrophe A L L into your life, and you'll be all y'all. John Rawl is my name. Good to have you back here. I'm flying solo on this Tuesday edition. And we, well, not really. I got Takapola storyteller Jerry Short about to come in here. What am I talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jerry will be back here. We're going to talk some college baseball as the Super Regionals now set for this weekend. I'll tell you exactly who all punched their ticket into that Super Regional and our Southern Sports update that will be headed your way in a few. If you would like to get in touch with us, we have a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week text line just pick up that old telephone and dial us up, 615-208-4184, 615-208-4184. Uh, 
4184. And with that said, let's dive into the headlines of the Southeast here on this Tuesday edition. And we will start in Oklahoma, where a charter school in that state has now become the first public charter school, public school, however you want to describe it, to get public funding. And that's what's happened to a Catholic church as Oklahoma is where we take you for this religious charter school getting the approval to get money. Money for an online program. It's going to be challenged. It's going to be fought. There will be a lot of a lot of discussion about this one for quite some time, but that's the story today out of Oklahoma. This religious charter school, it's a Catholic school offering an online degree for kids K through 12 and today in Oklahoma that story getting traction today is also June 6 June 6 1944 was the date that D-Day happened and 79 years later we remember the the Joint Chiefs Chairman as well as the Secretary of Defense Millie and Austin both have made their way to Normandy today well they're attending memorial ceremonies for the thousands of Americans who died on this date in 1949. Less than 1% of all World War II soldiers are still with us in 2023. Just remember that. Now to Atlanta and Cop City has been given approval to go forward from Atlanta's city council. This was an early morning. I'm talking crack of dawn vote today in Atlanta from the city council. And the relatively new mayor of there, Andre Dickens, has been pushing for this cop city to get approved. And today, an 11-4 vote for cop city, the $90 million project to have this huge law enforcement and fire complex built in Decatur County right beside Atlanta. There's been... A lot of resistance to this so-called cop city. There's been demonstrators both on this property as well as outside. One person got shot and killed several months ago, which led to lots of protests in Atlanta. But the Atlanta City Council may be trying to bring a little change to that city to, to help things out. And this Police and Firefighter Training Center in Atlanta looks to be getting the green light to proceed after this thing went through. Alec Murdahl, how much did that trial cost South Carolina as the nation was captivated by that trial a few months ago when it was going on in Walterboro, South Carolina? According to FOIA requests and the information that's come from those requests, the Attorney General's Office of South Carolina had a $488,000 price tag for this trial. That included $264,000 that the Attorney General's Office had for salaries and more. And then they spent $192,000 right there off of Interstate 95 at the Hampton Inn where they had to have their staff stay for months. Yes, months. And it cost Colleton County as well a lot of money for 
Alec Murdoch, who killed his wife and and son, and has other court cases going on. The team there for the Attorney General of South Carolina was a 13-person team that had to go to Walterboro, some two hours away from the state capital of Columbia, where many of them lived, and had to hang out there for months. This happens all the time. I mean, this story got so much attention, it's caused someone to go out and get a FOIA request to get the expenses of exactly how much it cost. But can you imagine the expense that just normal trials have? Stuff that doesn't involve a state. And and, in this case, South Carolina, the Attorney General, Alan Wilson, himself was part of the prosecution of Alec Murdoch, who was found guilty. Now to a story coming to us today out of East Tennessee. They're going to have a new area code to go along with 423-729 is your new area code coming to counties in East Tennessee, approved at the end of last week by the Tennessee Public Utilities Commission. Counties with the 423 area code are expected to run out of new numbers by the third quarter of 2025. So this new code will ensure residents and businesses that they have access to a sufficient supply of telephone numbers so they can call away, they can get that fax line finally put in and maybe have a children's phone. (laughs) 729 to go along with 423 in East Tennessee, to go along with 931 and 615 in Middle Tennessee, and then, of course, West Tennessee's got your 901 Memphis and your 731 West Tennessee. And I think that's about it. There may be other ones, but I'm not aware of it. Uh, don't don't uh, don't challenge me in a drinking game on Tennessee area codes. If you do, I'm going to change my number. The Robert E. Lee Monument was in Richmond, Virginia, for more than a hundred years. Beautiful, beautiful, huge, huge memorial to Robert E. Lee, Virginia's finest. But that ain't the case anymore in Richmond as that city removed General Lee's statue and the statues of virtually every other connection to the Civil War. The only monument still standing on Monument Avenue is Arthur Ashe. Well, a black-owned business, Gary's YME Landscape, has been chosen to revitalize the circle where Robert E. Lee's statue once stood mighty high for a century-plus Gary's YME Landscape will mark, by doing this, another symbol in the lessening of Confederate presence in what was the capital of the Confederate States of America. Uh, George Floyd's murder helped bring down this statue after people desecrated it and others with graffiti, and it was a very ugly, ugly sign. By the way, that Robert E. Lee statue... It's not necessarily in a warehouse on the outskirts of Richmond. It was moved to the Black History Museum and Cultural Center of Virginia. So a Confederate monument and likely other ones were taken to the Black History Museum. I don't understand that. Can y'all help me with that? Is that not absolutely just sticking it to people who are Civil War enthusiasts? We can't. I mean, we can't, first of all, you can't see it. And it's going to be at a black history museum. What does that necessarily have to do with the Civil War? 
is is a question. I remember for a long time Richmond was home of the Museum of the Confederacy. That was renamed years ago to something else benign. And according to this new company that's got this ground where the statue once held, they're going to, where the monument stood, spruce it up with 6,000 plants and 28 trees. It'd probably look nice, but that statue looked pretty nice too. But, uh, you know, Confederate bad, plants good in Richmond, Virginia. Also, I want to tell you about across the South today, a man in a Ferrari was clocked at 178 miles per hour while driving it on Georgia 400 north of Atlanta. 178. What's amazing is they didn't put him in jail and lock the key. If you drive in Georgia over 85 miles per hour, you get an additional $200 fine to your speeding ticket. And I don't know what a speeding ticket costs these days. I've gone through Georgia probably... I, I know at least tens of thousands of miles. I might be getting close to a couple of hundred thousand miles of driving in Georgia if I pull out the old abacus and figure this thing out. I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I've never been pulled over in Georgia. I'm actually proud of myself. Yeah. Hopefully y'all can say the same. I know I've never been clocked at 178 miles per hour driving a Ferrari. That, I can assure you, has not happened. Now, let me try to catch up with a couple of entertainment stories that I tried to get to you before the end of the final hour there we were talking, and and I got uh, a little uncooperative moment with my laptop, and I was not able to share with you the news that I was wanting to tell you. First of all, it is true. Lauren Elena, I played her song in that report. She is having a new EP out. And I think it's called Unbroken. And she's going to have Lainey Wilson join her on a song on this new EP. So that's some great country music news. Back to some Hollywood news. Anna Shea of the Netflix reality series Bling Empire had a stroke. And unfortunately, she has died at the age of 62. Anna Shea of this Netflix series. It's a reality series called bling empire she first appeared on it in 2021 when it premiered bling empire follows the lives of wealthy asian and asian american los angeles cities i have not seen that one i i might want to check it out shay and her brother alan sold pacific architects and engineers back in 2006 she sold that company for $1.2 billion. And that's how she got a lot of bling and was part of Bling Empire. Anna Shea dying of a stroke Monday at the age of 62 years old. Bling Empire is that show. Also, Michael J. Fox, the Canadian actor who's been dealing with Parkinson's for several decades now. Unfortunate news for him. While he was participating in a Back to the Future panel over the weekend, He fell down. He was at the Pennsylvania Convention Center in Philadelphia for a QA and a about the upcoming film Back to the Future. I think they've got a remake. I think that's why he was there. I could be wrong, but he might have been just talking about the original Back to the Future. 
When he was introduced and bowed, he lost his balance there in front of everybody, falling and bumping into a couch. He was 29 years old, Michael J. Fox, when he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease back in 1991, and it does affect a person's balance. His original co-stars from Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd and Tom Wilson, also on stage there when this happened. He's admitted recently that his Parkinson's battle has gotten more difficult. And we wish him well. Guy who many of you know from his time on Family Ties. And he has the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research, which has raised more than a billion dollars in research funding. And right now on Apple TV+, Plus, he's got a documentary out called Still a Michael J. Fox Movie. An honorary Southerner. We can just go ahead and give him that title. Because he's, a, for as far as I know, a pretty darn good guy, even though he's a Canadian. But been living in this country and being in people's lives as a fan for a long time. Michael J. Fox. Wish him well. And kind of took a Joe Biden type, type tumble. I think he's okay. Honestly, he probably falls all the time. As this Parkinson's is so devastating. And lastly... Let's take you to Florida for our final news story of the day. A man there, well, let's just say he thought outside the box. When he jumped inside a box during a robbery over the weekend. (laughs) At 4 a.m. Saturday morning, this man entered a eye repair tech place in Miami Gardens. And he was wearing a cardboard box on his head. The owner of that store said the man shattered the store's glass displays and stole 19 iPhones along with $8,000 in cash, a loss totaling $15,000 in Miami Gardens, Florida. And if you watch the video, the box actually fell off the suspect's head, showing his face in full view of the camera. And police later identified the guy breaking in as 33-year-old Claude Vincent Griffin. He's been arrested on charges, not of being an idiot, but of grand theft, burglary, criminal mischief, cocaine possession, and resisting an officer without violence. Yeah, next time you want to go rob a store, y'all, and I don't encourage it anytime, but don't do it with a box because it might fall off. But it's stinking outside the box for sure. And that's what happened this weekend in Miami Gardens, Florida. Oh, man. All right, that wraps up our news headlines and a little entertainment stuff thrown in there for good measure on this Tuesday Y'all Show. When we come back, Jerry Short is our Takapola storyteller, and he's going to be on with us and talk about a little college baseball news and notes. And that will be right around the corner on our discussion of Southern sports. So don't miss out on the Takapola Storyteller. Snappy Tomato Pizza. Snappy Tomato Pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns in Jackson is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. Serving the best pizza around. Also hoagies, pastas, salads, calzones, and wings and desserts. Snappy Tomato Pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns near Dick's Sporting Goods in Jackson. Snap. 
You get one shot, one chance to save a life when someone has overdosed on opioids. Do you have what it takes? The Jackson Madison Prevention Coalition does. The coalition wants to give naloxone to you for free. No questions asked. This program has saved thousands of lives statewide and it's available in our community. Call 731-694-0741 for more information. That's 731-694-0741. This project is funded by a grant from the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to The Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk 93.1 FM. My name, this is the Y'all Show, and Jerry Short is the Taco Polar Storyteller, and he drops by this program and shares his knowledge of what's going on in the South and what's going on in the South. And in addition to him being Mr. Taco Polar Storyteller, Jerry's resume includes many, many, many years as a sports correspondent for a newspaper, and we want to bring him on to talk a little sports as we've got college baseball right now with regionals, super regionals, and Omaha on the horizon. And, Jerry, I want to talk to you about this because you've covered both Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the past. Those two teams are the defending national champions of college baseball. You had Mississippi State win it in 2021, and Ole Miss won it in 2022. And here in 2023, both of those schools didn't even make it to the SEC baseball tournament in Hoover, a place you recently went and saw some action down there in central Alabama. So, Jerry, welcome back to the show. What's going on on the Diamond? Well, John, I'm glad to be back, too. But uh, on the Diamond, if you're going to, you know, we can talk about all the teams, but if you're going to talk about... Uh, choking. If you, yeah, if you're going to talk about choking and you're going to talk about local choking for two teams that are in the same state that aren't but 100 miles apart that both won national championships in the last two years, Mississippi State two years ago, Ole Miss last year. And State has not been to an SEC tournament in Hoover in the last two years. And Ole Miss is not going this year. They didn't win but six ball games. Yeah, they finished dead last in the Dead last. State won nine. And then Missouri gets in with ten wins. And then Auburn maybe had eleven. I think, and that's your bottom four. Uh, of course, LSU I think won uh, uh, yesterday, so uh, I believe they won ten to three. Okay, back and, when they were in the tournament. But 
it's uh, it's just amazing that these two defending national champions of baseball have just fallen off that much. I've never seen anything like it, and I you know I saw Ole Miss baseball when Jake Gibbs was All American and was the highest paid uh, bonus player, and that was 1960. And uh, Jake Gibbs, if you're not familiar, would be the top pick by the New York Yankees back in 1960. He had a chance to go be an NFL player and be a likely number one pick or Probably something. Probably a franchise type. Because he had been a quarterback for those great teams of Johnny Vault on the football field for Ole Miss of the 1950s, and he chose baseball over football. Yeah, he was a two, he was a two-sport All-American. He uh, And he was All-American quarterback, first team unanimous, and uh, MVP of the, of the uh, 61 Sugar Bowl when Ole Miss won the Grantland Rice Trophy as a national champion. And then in baseball, he was All-American uh, third baseman. But when he was drafted and had his, had to make a decision, he got $100,000. And they built his uh, family and him a home in Grenada, Mississippi, for about eleven or $12,000 in 1960, which was pr- pretty good money, probably. And uh, anyway... Does that home still exist? Uh, yeah, it still does, but just no family members. I think it's been sold. And uh, Jake, uh, being a third baseman and a quarterback, when he got to the Yankees, that's who uh, he signed with, when he got to the New York Yankees, they had uh, really good players. And uh, so they wanted. They decided, since he'd played quarterback in football, that he'd make a good catcher. And me being from the old school, I was wondering how said hind catcher. But catcher. Hind catcher? I'm not familiar That's what we used to call a catcher. Why hind? But he's behind the bat and behind the pin. He's, so he was a hind catcher. Okay. You know, it was first base, second base, third base, fourth base, blah, blah, blah. If fourth base was catcher, but it was hind catcher. And um, so anyway, as you go down the line, he went up there and he really, he played the whole time. And like he told a friend of mine not long ago, how many people? How many people that batted? Actually, 240 had their day at Yankee Stadium, and they gave Jake Gibbs a, a going away day. He took Elston Howell and Yogi Berra's place as a catcher, and uh, he played for a lot of years. And it was years that the Yankees were not really that good. But he had not been a catcher prior. He had to never going caught in his life, <laughs> and. Uh, and you see his fingers, they all broke up. He got, I think he told me one time, he had every knuckle was broke off of his off of his hands till he learned how to catch Whitey Ford's fastball and curveball and blah, blah, blah. So uh, he was a good pitcher during those days, you know. So, I mean, he had to learn it, and, uh, and he did. And those guys were, you know, they were getting older. You know, uh, Yogi Berra especially was getting older. And then Elston Howard was getting older. And they stepped, they stepped aside, and Jake Gibbs probably took over in 65 to set to 64, say. I think he, he started seven years. He was a head uh, baseball coach at Ole Miss, who they went to Omaha his first year and won a Southeastern Conference Championship as a coach. But then they fell on hard times, and didn't mean much good happen after that. But then we had Donnie Kessinger. So it can be done at a team – like Ole Miss. I mean, you know, I, was, I did some research the other day, and uh, I was thinking about this first, the last, the first situation, and which is just, you know, that's just uh, unbelievable that you'd be first and then drop to last. 
all in 12 months or less time. You can see the handwriting on the wall on Ole Miss way before that. But uh, anyway, Ole Miss was uh, – the SEC had only sent teams to the College World Series in Omaha five times by 72, by 1972. And Ole Miss had been four of those five. And Ole Miss went in 56 as the first Southeastern Conference team to go. Hmm. Now, Alabama and Tennessee had went in 50 and 51. And I checked on that. And that, at that time, that was an invitation. They didn't have to earn their way. The, they didn't start earning their way until uh, 1954. And then it could become a regional situation where if you won your conferences, only one team could go. And that team in, this, in our area, the Southeastern Conference and the Atlantic Coast Conference and up one of the Northeastern Conferences, they went to um, – um, uh, Shelby, North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, uh, it's in North Carolina, but it uh, anyway they won there and advanced on uh, four, four times, five times before only one other team in the conference, and I don't remember who that was. But Ole Miss finished third in '54, and it was Eagle Day was a player. He was an All-American quarterback also. You know, back in those days, you played two or three sports. Baseball was so far down the list on what you tried to, you know, accomplish in sports. Usually it was people that played other sports. Like Donnie Kessinger, he played for the Cubs for years, and and he won the uh, Golden Glove Award about five times and at the Cubs, and the Cubs never were good. Ernie Banks is about all you can think of when you think of the Cubs. I was talking to Pete Rose this summer, this past summer. You talked to him in person? Yeah, I went, I went up to New York and – and we went in, and I said, me and Pete sat there and talked a long time. In Cooperstown? In Cooperstown, yeah. And okay. he finally, they, he got there a little bit uh, early, so he sat out on the bench out there, and I walked up and sat down by him. You know, I've never ever met too many strangers. <laughs> and uh, Pete Rose. And me and Pete talked, and I said, Pete, you know, I come to see you when you was in Illinois at Marion, and they wouldn't let me see you. That was a kind of a holding place for him. And, uh, That's when he went to jail, yeah, by the way. People. by the way. And uh, anyway, then we started talking about stuff. And I really didn't keep – I kept up with football more, you know. And, and he asked – he said he was good friends with Jake Gibbs and uh, Donnie Kessner. And he said – yeah, and Kessner was a heck of a basketball player at Ole Miss, wasn't he? That's what Pete Rose told me. And I said, yeah. And, and he said, who – and he played shortstop, Kessner did. He said uh, – Forest City, Arkansas's own native son, Don Kessinger. And he averaged 23 points a game in three seasons and playing basketball for Ole Miss. One year he had 27-point average, I think, which was a lot of points. And and in baseball, he was as good a shortstop as he was in the country as All-American first team. But anyway, Pete Rose asked me, he said, uh, who who was his third baseman? And I couldn't think of anything. I didn't keep up with it. And I said, uh, Ernie Banks. And he said, you don't know nothing about baseball, guy. Don't try to bull mess me. He said, it wasn't any Ernie Banks. He, he didn't play. He wasn't Donnie Kester's uh, third baseman. But anyway, I had a lot of fun with Pete Rose. And, uh, you know, he was up there signing autographs for big money. 
and the dog went and ate, ate a meal with him and uh, then went in and when uh, I didn't have to pay and I went over to the table where he was signing he was uh, they paid him in a business on Main Street in Cooperstown and so anyway it was it was interesting stuff but back to the SEC situation so you got Mississippi State and Ole Miss both just completely falling off the college baseball landscape is baseball and their mission to get to Omaha going on right now your two back-to-back national championships champions are going to be way away from Omaha this summer well Ole Miss was eliminated two weeks before the season was even over yeah you know they hadn't won but six ball games and then state did make it to their last game to still be mathematically eligible but they really weren't the other it was two teams Missouri had won 10 and uh, and uh, uh, Auburn had won. No, let's see. Missouri and Auburn maybe. Maybe it won 10. And uh, that's, yeah, that's how it was. And uh, Mississippi State had won eight. And Ole Miss had won six. So those other two teams had to lose two or three. Mm-hmm. And State had to almost sweep Texas A&M. And Mississippi State only won one game. So they didn't go. And both of these schools, by the way, if you're not familiar with college baseball in the Magnolia State, they put a lot of money and a lot of fan support goes into college baseball. We're talking 12,000-plus at most of the games for each of these schools. And for them to completely fall apart is is a unacceptable, unacceptable and, and just extremely rare in college baseball. But we've seen other teams. Let's, let's yeah. talk about – Well, let me give you some stats on what you just said about – personnel and, and okay. fan support. Uh, if you'll look at the top ten teams, uh, LSU and Arkansas average fans per year, they average 10,300. And LSU maybe averaged, I, I looked this last year, they, uh, they averaged 10,000, uh, right at 11,000. But they had five games extra com- at home compared to what Ole Miss and Mississippi State had. And Mississippi State and Ole Miss were only, when you average them all together, they were 300 fans less. They all averaged 10,000, you might as well say. All four of the top, which is way, and you get on down to like number uh, six in the country, they might average 5,000. So it's double. And their stadiums were ranked as the best in the country. Both of them will hold 13,000 to 14,000. State and Ole Miss played this year before. 16,000 people, the most to ever see a college game on campus. The coach at Ole Miss makes $3.8 million a year with a lot of incentives. Now, you don't, and you could, you would not believe the facilities. Underneath, it's not a pro team that's got any better facilities and skyboxes and stuff is like that. So, there's no excuse to not at least be able to compete. You know, you don't expect to win a national championship every year. Only one one does that, and that hadn't been done that many times in history. Mm-hmm. So let's just look at it that way and think. Yeah, and then you go on over to uh, Georgia, and and you look at the budgets, and you and the budgets are bigger at Ole Miss and State than they are at two thirds of the other schools. And I think I noticed that Ole Miss's budget was bigger than every budget in the ACC except Clemson's and in every sport hmm. when you did the whole athletic budget. So schools that are putting that kind of money out, they have no excuse not to be in the elite, at least be playing uh, in a regional 
I think Mississippi Southern will be in a regional. However, Mississippi that would be Southern Miss to the right, people in Hattiesburg, yeah. Mississippi. <laughs> the old name of the school was Mississippi uh, Southern. Now they they're going to probably have a they might even have a regional. Yeah, and uh, they did last time. I see who Ole Miss had to beat to go to the College World Series. Yeah. So, so Jerry, as we wrap up with you, we do want to give an attaboy to the teams that have got off the schneid right. and done good. Yeah. And a couple of these teams have been out in the wilderness for the last few years, and it seems like this year. They've got their mojo. South Carolina's one of them. Well, Kentucky. They've been irrelevant the yeah. last few years. They're back. Kentucky seems to have lit fire and come back yeah. to some degree. And yeah. how, how about the the job that we've seen consistently out of Arkansas? Dave Arkansas, Van Horn, now, your SEC Coach of the Year. You know, they may have the best coach in the conference. Yeah. You know? I, I'm not going to knock him. And then they draw big also. They would, they would be number five in attendance. And they'd be number – Five or four or five in stadium and budget and everything else, but Arkansas they they maintain that, and that's what's so sad about these that aren't maintaining a situation that they have. You've got to if you're up there in that position, you've got to maintain that dang position because you're paying the school's paying for it, the alumni's paying for it, and everybody's paying for it, and it's even getting to be more and more money. Uh, sport now than it's ever been. You know, baseball at one time, the first college World Series is were played in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Really? Not Omaha. It was in Kalamazoo, Michigan in the 40s. Wow. So, anyway, so it's come a long ways, and you just can't drop that. Far. You can't go from number one to last. You might go from number one to number six in a, in a conference with 14 teams, but you can't go that far down. And these other teams that come on, it looked like at first it was going to be a runaway with LSU. And then it looks like their arms got a little bit soft. You know, I think they're sore and they they don't have but, you know, two, maybe two really good pitchers. And they've just about thrown them, you know, for a long time. They were undefeated almost. Yeah. And, and then the same thing happened with a couple of other schools. So but that's what a, you a good do. job also by the Florida Gators this year. They, they went into on. the SEC tournament as the number one seed in the conference. Vanderbilt continues to do wonders there on West End. Yeah. And we saw Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee continues Tennessee. To, to do a good job in baseball. You know, last year Tennessee probably had the best team in the conference. And they just something happened right there at the end. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss slipped in and got hot at the right time. Yep. You know, yeah. That was last year. This year is a different story. Yep. Jerry Short, he is the Takapola storyteller. And today he put on his sports hat for us. Talking well, college baseball and the demise of a couple of programs, but the rise of a few others. Jerry, thank you very much. You're welcome, and I enjoyed it, and I hope I don't ever follow that far. No, <laughs> but if you don't, just use Pete Rose as an example. Because Pete he told, sure fell Pete, from grace, but he's still hanging in there, isn't Pete, he? Pete's my buddy now, because Pete and I got a lot in common. So, God, I'm, I'm all for any, whatever Pete says, I'm for it. All right. So. Jerry Short, he is the Takapola Storyteller. We appreciate your time, Jerry, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. All right, I'll be back. More of the Y'all Show will continue after this break. Bill O'Reilly here. You're at the right place for great local and regional talks. All right here on the Frankie Lack Show. Hey, Sean Hannity here, and thanks for taking the Frankie Lack Show home along with your drive. This is Frankie Lax. Join me and Airborne Bob Monday through Friday afternoons, 4 to 6, for the Frankie Lack Show. National and state issues are covered with a local flavor. 
Call, text, or email us at mail at frankielax.com. Stimulating talk on West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. Want to let you all know that here at Super Talk 93.1, you can connect to us on our text line at 731-410-7560. That's how you can text us during the Y'all Show. You can also text the Patriot Pastor or the Frankie Lack Show each weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. 731-410-7560 is the text line powered by See Me Tree Service. See Me Tree Service is licensed and insured, covering all of West Tennessee. You can call them for a free estimate at 731-617-2236. They'll help with tree removal, tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and more. This West Tennessee small family-owned business is See Me Tree Service. Call them up right now for a free estimate, 731-617-2236. Go-karts are open at Jackson Bowling and Skating. Now go have some fun. Every Wednesday, Jackson Bowling and Skating is helping you save the bucks with buck skating 4 to 7 p.m. and buck bowling every Wednesday 2 to 7 p.m. On Thursdays, enjoy three hours unlimited bowling for just $9. Anytime 4 p.m. to close. Midnight bowling every Friday and Saturday, midnight to 3 a.m. Now you can check in online and reserve your lane. Enjoy traditional 10-pin bowling or try the all-new duck pin bowling. You're going to love the newly remodeled Concessions Cafe. Pizza, burgers, hot dogs, and more. Seven days a week. Enjoy bowling, skating, laser tag, virtual roller coaster, arcade and concessions, and mini golf and go-karts are open. Jackson Bowling and Skating Family Fun Center. Fun for friends and family and the perfect place to host all your large group or company parties. Seven days a week, 59 Bowling Drive, 45 Bypass at Old Humboldt Road. Call 668-BOWL. Check out their specials on Facebook and jacksonbowling.com. Jackson Off-Road Plus Complete Automotive Service Center is Jackson's one-stop for diesel performance, suspension lifts, wheels, tires, and services and accessories for all types of vehicles at some of the lowest prices in West Tennessee. Just installed a new state-of-the-art front-end alignment system with the latest machinery and technology. Jackson Off-Road Plus, 1082 Highway 45 Bypass. Find them on Facebook, open six days a week. For 20 years, All Seasons Heating, Air, and Refrigeration has been Jackson's hometown trained, family-owned heating and air headquarters, providing comfort season after season for West Tennesseans. All Seasons does not use sales gimmicks, only trusted products and workmanship. Their technicians are paid salary, not commission, meaning they won't push you to buy products and services you don't need. All Seasons Heating and Air and their trained products come with a 10-year parts warranty. Financing is available. It's hard to stop a train. Subject to credit approval. See store for details. Sakura Japanese Restaurant set the standard in West Tennessee for sushi, specialty rolls, and hibachi grill items. Sakura also offers a Chinese menu with lunch specials available Monday through Sunday, all lunch specials served with egg drop or hot and sour soup, salad, and mixed rice. Sakura also offers a full bar with a happy hour on Fridays, 5 to 7 p.m., and Saturdays all night, two-for-one domestic beers. You can dine in the newly remodeled dining area at 70 Carriage House Drive or call Sakura at 731-664-2878 for takeout or delivery. From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM.
We're going to keep college baseball front and center for this segment here because we now have the Super Regional set. Jerry Short and I in the previous segment were talking about a lot of baseball from a college perspective. And as of Monday, we had a couple of games that helped determine who all is going to move on in the College World Series quest. This is the All Show, our Southern Sports Report. And... We can tell you that the Florida Gators, we were bragging about how good they were in SEC play. Well, they were able to knock off Texas Tech money to make it into a Super Regional. Well, they'll be hosting a familiar foe. The Gamecocks will come down from Columbia, and it'll be Gators and Gamecocks in a Super Regional this weekend. The Alabama Crimson Tide won their regional in T-Town, and they'll be going over to Winston-Salem to take on Wake Forest in a Super Regional of college baseball. The Stanford Cardinals survived against Texas A&M. They'll be going on to take on the Texas Longhorns in a Super Regional. It'll be an all-ACC Super Regional this weekend in Charlottesville as Virginia and the Duke Blue Devils get together. The LSU Tigers, they claw their way through the Baton Rouge Regional. They'll go on to the to host the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky nearly was eliminated by Indiana, but on Monday, the Batcats came alive, and it'll be Tigers and Cats and a Super Regional this weekend in college baseball. Oral Roberts and Oregon will be in another Super Regional. How about TCU? They went all the way to Baum Stadium in Fayetteville and won that series against Arkansas with a victory on Monday. So Arkansas and Dave Van Horn, we were we were just bragging about him with Jerry Short. The Hogs season comes to an end. TCU advances from the Big 12. They will be taking on Indiana State and Terry Hote, Indiana, in a Super Regional this weekend. And lastly, the Tennessee Vols were able to win the Clemson Regional. And Tennessee, high on Rocky Top this weekend, We'll welcome in from the Sun Belt Conference Southern Miss to the top. As Southern Miss able to win the Auburn Regional, they got a victory over Penn on Monday after being knocked off. I think they got beat by Penn a couple of days ago, but able to come back and beat Samford and then going on to beat Penn twice to make it into a Super Regional. It'll be Golden Eagles and Vols from Knoxville this weekend, and that's your eight different Super Regionals taking place this weekend in college baseball. For women's college softball, they have their World Series all set. Their final two teams will be Florida State and Oklahoma, and that will be taking place starting Wednesday. You can tune into ESPN and see those two familiar softball powers going on the softball diamond for the national championship of college softball in hockey on monday the vegas golden knights throttled the florida panthers and now the golden knights who are just that much closer to capturing that franchise's first nhl title they've only been in existence about four years now but they are right on the edge of winning the stanley cup there in vegas panthers come on get it together we're pulling for you since you're our long southern representative one thing out of vegas while we're talking about that city it looks like the nevada legislature did not vote on a proposed oakland athletics to las vegas athletics stadium 
this week. And that could put in jeopardy the A's planned move to Vegas from Oakland. Nashville, are you listening? Nashville, can you get in there and make it happen to where you can get this franchise to move all the way from Oakland to Davidson County? Maybe Charlotte's listening. They can make the A's move anywhere but Oakland. What a disaster of a city. And what some would say, a disaster of a state in California. And I think that'll just about put a bow on our sports coverage here. We do have some college football Hall of Fame nominees, Michael Vick, Michael Orr, amongst those that got nominated Monday. So congratulations to that former Hokie and that former Rebel, among others, being nominated for the College Football Hall of Fame induction. That's a Southern Sports Report here on the Y'all Show Tuesday edition. We'll come right back and wrap up, y'all. You can find us at y'all.com. That's our website powered by the homepage of the South. And then, of course, you can text us on the text line anytime you feel like it, 615-208-4184. Hang on, y'all. We'll be right back. Summertime is family time, the fun's just begun. Kick back and relax, we're always here for you. We hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians, quality care. Hey, West Tennessee, what are you gonna do? For physical therapy, you know it's up to you. You've got a choice, it's so easy to see. The best is PQCPT. We're gonna help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. The best is PQCPT. Hey, Jackson and West Tennessee, Dustin Ring here again with Dustin Buys Houses. I'm still buying houses fast for cash in all of West Tennessee. You have a house that just needs too many repairs and you can't afford to fix it? We can make you a cash offer and purchase the house as is so you don't have to fix it. We even pay closing costs. Do you have a rental that's filled with bad tenants? Leave the hard work to us. We'll buy the house for cash and close and deal with them ourselves. Are you relocating for a job and need to sell ASAP? We can make you a cash offer today and close in as little as 30 days. And remember, we take the property as is. We'll even clean it out. Are you going through an icky divorce? I've been there. No fun, but we'll buy that house too. I'm also looking for multifamily properties, duplexes, triplexes, apartments. I even buy mobile homes and mobile home parks. Do you just have vacant land? Give me a call. I'll make you an offer. Call me today at 577-4150. Again, 577-4150. You can even send me a text message. Again, the number 731-577-4150 or visit Dustin Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia 
your garden. Elite Contractors is the number one choice for roofing in West Tennessee. But did you know that Elite Contractors does the same quality work in water mitigation, helping you recover from natural disasters, pipes bursting, mold extraction, and more. Working directly with the insurance company. For over 20 years, Elite's award-winning and experienced team has been dedicated to exceeding our customers' expectations. Elite Contractors wants to be your contractor for life for all your commercial, residential, and insurance restoration needs. Visit our website to see our work and schedule an estimate. EliteContractorsUS.com Unapologetically Southern. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk 93.1 FM. Maybe I'm just wishful drinking. Give my heart something to sink in. Better make it to nothing I want to for another round of me and you. I know it's a shot in the dark. Looking for what's left of a spark. Throwing them back like I got nothing to lose It's a slow burn just like you Everybody says give it time But I'm feeling like I'm stuck on rewind Throwing them back like I got nothing to lose It's a slow burn just like you When I'm a couple in I get optimistic Like you and me are realistic Maybe I'm just wishful drinking Get my heart something to sink in What a neat little song from Ingrid Andrus and former UAB Blazer quarterback Sam Hunt. And a song that they took way up the chart called Wishful Drinking. That's going to help close us out. You know, they talk about a slow burn. And that one, well, this one's been a fast burn on this y'all show. And I appreciate y'all taking time out of your busy day to join us here as we discuss what's going on across the southeast on this June 6th. Reminder, again, today, June 6th, and on this day, 79 years ago, those boys loaded it up into landing vehicles and crashed into the shores of Normandy, not knowing if their life would come to an end with one bullet to their head or if they would be able to live out their lives like some of them, very few have, and made it to the 100-year mark. 1% of all World War II personnel, those who fought in the war are still with us in 2023 and that number is only going down the one percent is going to be 0.5 likely any day now so let's remember those heroes in olive drab on this june 6th anniversary the 179th day that america and britain and canada and other forces all stormed the beaches of normandy against the nazis and were able to prevail Thank you again for being a part of our show today. We will have a, another great show lined up for you on Wednesday. Megan Headwall will be back on. We're going to talk fitness with her, with her, and it's always fun to have her discuss something that she's very knowledgeable about, and we'll have that report on our Wednesday edition, plus more social media fun, courtesy of hashtag Hullabaloo, and a Southern Business Spotlight headed your way on the Wednesday edition. You can get the podcasts of this show anytime in iTunes or at Spotify. Just search Y'all Show. Y'all.com is our website. Thank you for being a part of the show that covers the South. We'll see you Wednesday. New thing.
things, nothing I try lasts long. 